Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Saturday, the 20th of February, 2016. I'm Charles Stewart. I've got um, um, good patriots with me here today. We're focusing primarily in Oregon, as the recording category in this conference indicates. And, um, um, yeah, yeah, uh, I kind of arrived late. Um, um, There were general issues about computer access being discussed when we opened up. And we've got an agenda. Um, um, and I want to particularly thank uh, Ed Chitan or Fife uh, that's tuned in in the last window that uh, submitted recently here to myself and Elizabeth in response to our last conference on Wednesday. Um, Ed did a, a real nice work, a six-page document or so, on how to reestablish freestanding county common law courts. I haven't got... Uh, to digest that as thoroughly as I was hope to, hoping to, but it's, it's obviously a very good start, and I'm looking forward to that. And um, um, Elizabeth is particularly good at assisting me in providing focus for the discussion here. I'm apprehensive about jumping right into the general agenda items that I kind of listed. Elizabeth, do you have any comments about what do you think uh, should be at the top of our priority here before we get into the specific agenda items? Um, at the moment, no. I know we've got a bunch of people here. I don't know who's willing to talk tonight or share, but that would be nice to hear other people. And okay, well, maybe we can go roundy round. There's only four of us here with phone connections. Um, Probably. Um, yeah, I, I think one of them's Ron and one of them's Jim. That would be Washington and Oregon. And I think we've also got uh, North Louisiana. Louisiana, would you like to say hi, introduce yourself? Louisiana, are you there? Are they muted on the panel by any chance? Well, uh, he's, the, the, the talk shoe interface indicates that he's unmuted, but he might have his phone muted or something. Um, you there, Louisiana? Well, apparently not. And uh, 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 if you feel like commenting later, Louisiana, that'd be great to kind of tune in what your concerns are here. Um, um, but other than that, um, um, Jim or or Ron, do you have anything particular that you would like to prioritize in the discussion to make sure we don't miss before we get into the general agenda? No, I had a couple okay. items in the general agenda that I wanted to touch on. Okay, Jim. Jim, do you have anything special? Well, I'm trying to figure out how to get onto the or how to see the the, the chat window, the, the panel. Yeah, where people are typing in and all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. And and you know the the main reason we called a Saturday meeting was because Ed Johnstone uh indicated that it would be really really good for us all to be diligent here and 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 have two meetings this week and maybe every week uh because everything we we really need to work together to 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 get everything up and going. And 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 I was a little bit apprehensive that maybe two meetings a week's too much, but Ed was kind of uh, making lots of noise about it, and it is a good idea, basically. I think, um, but but where's Ed Johnston? Um, 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 uh, so, um, uh, but Jim, if if you're just uh, kind of still fine tuning your computer problems, maybe we could ask Ron. Ron has has been uh, focusing on the larger battle real well, and and he's doing issues that are at least related to the issues that we've been talking about and they're under I'd like to go ahead and uh give Ron the microphone here for a little bit and ask him to outline what he thinks we should place at the top of our priority and then maybe we can kind of build out from there. Is there any objections to my giving the microphone to Ron here for a little bit? No but hearing none? Ron you want to grab the microphone there? I'm gonna try and call um Ed and see if um See if we can get him on the phone, or if he's otherwise. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be good if you could kind of in the background, and uh, okay. and it sounds like uh, Ed Ed from Clan Cheetan also tuned in. I I see he's still muted there, as is Elizabeth. But um, uh, Ron, why don't you provide us some guidance and direction, or uh, at least at least set the tone from um, uh, your perspective as to what you think. Uh, especially with uh, how you want to attack Governor Brown, I believe, a de facto governor that deserves to be attacked. Uh, could you briefly sketch out uh, less th between two and five minutes here um, um, what you think we ought to be prioritizing here? Sure. I think that uh, through the uh, federal district court, the de facto downtown, the Mark Hatfield building, we should file with PAG as uh, the prosecutor for we the people against uh, the acting appointed governor, Catherine Brown, for Her responsibilities, for lack of a better word, in the calling in the feds to have uh, a shootout with the Oregon State Police uh, against unarmed people and killing Leroy Finnegan, uh, that I think is the only thing that should be on the agenda. I think the best way to do it is to come at it through... Uh, civil rights deprivation, which is what the uh, private attorney general was designed for. And uh, she has definitely deprived Robert of his civil rights all the way to persecuting him to death. And then there's, uh, I think there's 20 others now that Robert? are all being detained. Robert, did you say Robert? Robert Lavoy Finnegan, yeah. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. 
And that's what we ought to be doing. It should start with her, and uh, the first thing we should ask for is her to uh, resign or step down on administrative leave and not do any more damage while she's in that position. And at the Well, you realize, of course, that, that the chances of her voluntarily stepping down are really, really slim? Yeah, of course, but... Uh, what do they say? You offer them the the option to uh, self repair. She's a criminal. If you got yeah, caught driving without a license but, or something, you I, think I, they'd give you option? Charles, I'm not yeah, arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. All I'm saying is that she should be off the job, not working. And we we, we agree on to, that. It, it, the it, the, the mode of procedure there, though, can be more directly confrontational, like a criminal complaint against her. Do you want to make up and file a criminal complaint? <laughs> uh, if if you've been doing your homework, uh, what's your name? Uh, um, Ms. Cox, that's one of the defendants that's uh, been arrested as a result of all this. She's already filed a crim uh, criminal counter complaint against Kate and, and, and the others. Yes, I understand that she's done that herself, and she's doing that as uh, a co-defendant. Yeah, or yeah, we you. can build on that, can't we? Uh, sure. Do you want to build on that one? I'm delighted. Go ahead. Get the paperwork in, though. The all, right, all right. Well, that's what I'm working on, and I'm, that's the, the purpose of... Huh? Have they invited you on? Have they invited you on as co-counsel? No, no, I haven't been able to get any traction with them and, uh, so okay, far. So, then, so until you get traction with them, you're doing nothing with them. Well, with them, I, I'm organizing this conference and putting it together to, to build our people that are actually not Judas goats, that are actually concerned, to, to get some real horsepower to them from a constitutional perspective. Okay, but... Uh... What what are you ready to do and sign on to and file in the uh, Portland Federal District Court that you can write up in three pages and have it filed next week, ready to go, not pie in the sky? And the only way I can see it is a private attorney general complaint against her for civil rights deprivation all the way up until the murder of uh, Lavoy Finnegan and all the way down to the shooters. Well, uh, I respect your perspective, and um, I, I do have good responses to that, but I dare say there's other scholars on the phone that also have good insight, and maybe we can pull a few of them and just have a little bit of a roundtable discussion about that precise issue, if that's good, Ron. I don't have a problem with that. I have one other thing I'd like to bring up. Sure, why don't you go ahead and do that quick, and then we'll open it up more and broadly. As uh, Section 10 of uh, Article 1. And, Oregon's, uh, yeah. Oregon's Constitution, right? Yeah, Administration of Justice. Yes. Okay. That's talking about courts, and grand juries are secret so that they cannot be intimidated or harassed. That may be your opinion. I beg to differ. 
the only one that needs to be uh, vocal and out front on that. If they want to come out, they can. But the only one that has to come out is the foreman. Well, I respect your opinion on that, but I beg to differ. Yeah, but you don't have anything here that says anything because this talks about court, and you're talking about big-type grand juries, secret grand juries. Well, come on. Article 1, Section 10 has absolutely nothing to do with grand juries. I beg to differ, but um, uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, broaden out the discussion so that it's not just you and me going head-to-head here, Ron. Okay. Uh, Particularly, Ed from uh, Texas, Um, uh, you've got significant legal scholarship, and and I know we... Uh, need uh, to respond to your issues about uh, establishing county common law courts. Um, but before we get into that, Ed, can you um, um, perhaps uh, shed your opinion with in response to the issues that Ron has raised here? Well, this would be a good opportunity to set up a temporary common law court just to hear the matters that are going on in the Burns area, right? Sounds good to me. Yeah, you could. You could this would be a, a justification, one justification, for going to your uh, commissioner's courts or whatever they call them. I don't know what they call them in your uh, state or your county. I don't know what they call them here in Texas. They call them county commissioner's courts, but they're the ones who take care of the budget for the whole county. And what they, I know they, they do have different names in different areas because I know I came across that in Iowa. I can't remember what they call them in Iowa, but it's a, it's a strange cat. I don't know what they call them. But anyhow, it would, be, it would give us an opportunity to, and a justification to get the common law courts kicked off because they are the people's court. And so we we could, uh, you could go forward with that. Of course, I can't do it from here. You guys would have to do it up there in your county, uh, but in that Burns County. See, that's where you would want to go. You'd want to go to Burns County or whatever. If it's, is it Burns County? Is that what it is? They're already doing that in Burns County, a guy named Joaquin and another guy named Roger. But I don't see any reason why we couldn't set up a, a, a common law grand jury or even a court in uh, Washington County. Well, you can, you can, but you've got to get it recognized by the county. And also, you're going to have to have the sheriff's enforcement. So those two things are very vital in order to get anything done. You can't, Neither one people, of those are going to happen. Neither one of those are going to happen. In well, Washington it can County. happen. It can happen if it's followed to the to the nth degree. And this is what my writing that I wrote up, that six-page document, goes into. I didn't go all the way to the next level after your Supreme Court Chief Justice. I didn't go to the next level. But from there, it goes into the federal appellate realm on rights violations, see, because that's what the federal appellate realm hears. And these are rights violations for your county not to provide a common, a lawful, I mean, a a court that operates under the law, under the auspices of the law itself, the original organic law, 
it is a deprivation of the people's rights. Not everybody now. It doesn't deprive everyone. I agree with you I 100%. Mm-hmm. So this is an opportunity to make a emergency petition to the county commissioners of Burns County to to demand that they set up a temporary common law court so that a, a, a common law grand jury can hear this matter and make a determination as to whether these folks who did the crimes, these government officials that did the crimes, actually are, it's warranted to take them to trial. See, this is what needs to happen. But it's not going to happen in the in the administrative courts. I don't care how hard you try. You can push and push and push, and you can talk, and you can do whatever you want. But they are not going to submit this information before these administrative grand juries. It's not going to happen. It has to be done by the people themselves. And the only way to get it done by the people is to get your county to set up the common law court, whether permanent or temporary, and and have the people sitting in a grand jury to determine whether they, these people need to be tried or not. And this is the only way it's going to happen. Otherwise, you're just spitting in the breeze. That's all it is. You you got the same exact method as Roger out of Florida is using. Only he hasn't done it, anything in criminal. Yeah, well, it has to be done in the criminal realm because that's where it's impo- most important. Now, I, I didn't write that in the writing that I wrote up it, that it that the common law court has two uh, different jurisdictions. Of course, they've got the criminal and the civil. Okay, and equity they have an equity court as well as. A a uh, criminal court, okay, but 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 basically the civil side of the common law court uh, operates under precedent, case precedent, okay, maxims. They call maxims of law. They work under case precedent. They're not supposed to follow a procedure, a code procedure. That is something that came after the fact. All the courts used to work under maxims of law, which were which came from court decisions, and and they were they made precedent on how the procedure would be in a court. Okay, but now today it's different. And the way I wrote up my documents, you'll see I didn't put everything in there. Now I didn't. I mean, it would have been a it would have been a treatise about a hundred pages long if I would have gone if I would have treated each thing that I dealt with in you know in real detail. But but I just hit the highlights of it so that we could discuss the the matters and clarify what it all really means because there's plenty of information out there on any of these subjects to uh, for you to, to to gain a really good education on any one of the subjects. So I did I didn't want to go into great detail. I wanted to go ahead and make up a preliminary document that that you guys could read and perfect or whatever you want to do and to give the an actual maneuvering legal maneuvering that can be, get, can be done in order to uh, set up or reestablish the common law courts and and if you, and if you understand this uh, if you get one common law court set in any county in your state, I don't care where it is, just any county, it'd be preferably it would be better if you could get one set up in a bigger county. 
But but if you can get them set up, uh, then uh, oh I don't know it might be it might be just as good in a smaller county too because it doesn't really matter because the the word goes through the grapevine as to what's going on in all your counties and eventually everybody's going to know what the common law court's doing in your county in a certain county right and whenever whenever they see that that county common law court is actually doing some good you know for the people themselves and they're actually taking some of these people to task the other counties are going to start screaming and hollering for their county commissioners or whatever they call them to set up their common law court in their county so that they can get real redress. See, we won't, we have to set at least one up somewhere in order to, and get it recognized by your county. It's very important that the county recognize it because the edicts that come out of that court, if they're not recognized by the county, will be ignored. Or the sheriff won't be, won't, won't have any authority to uphold them. See? Okay. So it has to be, let, let me explain a little bit of, of Washington County to you. Okay. Washington, Washington County is uh, not going to cooperate at all. He is not a constitutional kind of uh, sheriff, and he's told me personally that he takes his orders from the district attorney. Right, right. Well, that, see, that's... If you read my document, I know you don't have a copy of it, but if you read my document, that's one of the things I handled in there, is that when the county rejects, see, I mean, let me say this from the beginning. When you go into the county commissioners, all you're doing is you're you're exhausting your uh, remedies, okay? you got to try to do that in the first to give you justification to carry it up the ladder. If you don't do okay. that... Uh, let me tell you, I've already been turned down by the circuit court, and the Constitution says the circuit court has the responsibility to supervise the lesser courts, which is the common law court. But they refused me. The, uh, the uh, attorney for the county refused me. The city refused me a common law court. And it was by redress, and the state legislature refused me a common law court. And I have heard nothing from the uh, Portland Federal District Court's clerk, Mary Moran. So I've exhausted all of that. I'm ready well, for a common law Well, no, you haven't. Court. No, you haven't. Not until you, not until you go to the ones who are responsible to see to it that that happens. See, you could, if you're going to all those other people, they're not responsible for that. You know, each each uh, agency, each department of government has a certain responsibility to do certain things. And in the counties... The only one that's responsible for that is the one who holds the purse strings of your county that actually set the budget, pay this, this, the county officials, uh, set their budget, and all that. They're the ones that takes care of that. And if you haven't gone to them, you haven't exhausted it because they're the very ones you need to go to to exhaust it. All county these other people are outside of them, see? Yeah, county commissioner. Or whatever they call them in your in your in your county. In other words, what you do is you call your 
county office, uh, I don't know who you'd call us, see, well, anybody really, you could you'd just call the, the, the county um, district clerk and ask the county district clerk, who is it, what is the name of the department in county government that takes care of the budget of the county? And and not the auditor now. If they say auditor, no, that's not it. The auditor is part of that, but you want the, the body. In other words, in the city, you want the person running the office, the man. Well, no, no, you want the the, the body. It's it's a board. It's what it is. It's a board of commissioners, or a board of people who take care of the the purse strings of the county. And and like for example, if you've got a city, who is it that takes care of that? The city council, or the, and the mayor. See, each each city has a city council of four or five or whatever it is, six, and then you've got the mayor who sits as the chairperson. Okay, that's for the city. For for the county, they have they don't call it a city council, but it's like a city council. That here it's called the commissioners court. Okay, the county, the county commissioners court. Yeah, the county commissioners court, and they set as a court, and they have executive, legislative, and judicial powers in your county. Okay, they can actually, but but they're limited. They're not they're not 100 percent. They don't have that 100 percent. They just have limited areas that they deal with, executive wise, legislative wise, and judicially. See, they can they can actually uh, write limited. Ordinances for the county, you know, which is law, which is the legislative. They can actually uh, hand down court orders, like a, like a court, and they can also police their their stuff. So, that, but it, but it's all limited. It's not 100%. So what you do is you go to that body, and that body is the one who has the responsibility of setting the budget for all the courts. Also, maintaining the buildings, providing the buildings. I mean, if you look in my document, the county commissioner's court has to provide the buildings for certain things that occur in the county. For the and public. They have to, huh? For the public. Yes, yes, right. So, and this is what we're talking about. All these other people that you have gone to are people who this body would have the say-so over. So you're going to the wrong persons. You need to go to that one department. That's the department you go to. And then whenever they refuse, which they will, they will refuse. They'll say, oh, we have too many courts now. We, we've got so many courts we don't need anymore. And so, uh, you know, our courts take care of the common law and, and equity already. And so blah, 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 blah. But that's not what you're asking for. You're wanting a freestanding, independent law court that operates only under the auspices of the organic law, see, not not the law that the attorney set up, not under the codes. See, all the codes are are equity. It's all about equity. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Charles, here, can, can I interrupt you? You're, you're doing great. I, I love what you're saying, Ed, and I want to build on that. But in the chat okay. window here in the background, uh, Jim uh -huh. Brinkley says that he's got Ed Johnston on the line, and Ed Johnston apparently just got out of ER. So can we okay. at least temporarily break uh, yeah, uh, ahead, the, the excellent line of discussion between you and Ron there and, and, and bring in Jim Bleakley with uh, Ed Johnston to kind of to share with us Brother Ed's perspective and why he's been in ER? Yes, okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll be it out. 
All right, Jim and Ed, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Excellent. Uh, you clear, Ed. Uh, did, did you went to ER? Yeah, I was in the ER. I ripped my ankle out, so that's where I'm at right now, just dealing with pain. Oh, God. Misstepped. And we all done that, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you did a literal one. You twisted your ankle or something, huh? Oh, yeah, short ligaments and the whole work. So they put a boot on me, and so, yeah, I'm just dealing with that and pain. So I just got back not long ago. So when I got back, that's what I did. I fell asleep until Jim called. All right, well, I'm glad Jim did the yeoman's work of patching you in here. Are you are you up to participating in our discussion here, or are you on painkillers? I'm listening. Going Keep going. I'm listening. But the guy in Texas, I want him to email me his stuff so I can look at it. Yeah, I ain't sent you there. I'm sorry about that, buddy. I haven't had yeah. time. Because, I mean, the point is, is that what we've got to do is set it up. And not only that, we got to make sure the other point. Now, I was informed, and I'm waiting to find out from Carol Bundy. Apparently, somebody filed some criminal charges through them, and I haven't seen them yet, but I'm waiting to see the criminal charges that were filed on their behalf. Uh, hey, uh, have you seen uh, 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 the the Shauna Cox counter uh, suit that she filed? Yeah, sixty-six million dollars. Yeah, I've talked to Shauna. I'm waiting to get uh -oh. some more information from her. Okay, well that that uh, that eight-page complaint uh, counter suit. It, it's it it's a, it says it's a criminal counter suit. That's the title. So that that sounds like uh, the, at least the foundation for what you're talking about there, Ed. Yes, I know. That's what I was talking to them all about two months ago, because if you're not filing counter complaints, what's going on? Now, the thing that I found out that I'm trying to verify, apparently the Bundys had a contract with Hillary Clinton with the Russians selling minerals. Yeah. And apparently they, they had a glitch in their contract, and so that's why they started doing what they were doing to defend themselves. Okay. So I don't know much more. I'm waiting for more information. I'm trying to gather pieces together. So as soon as I can put the pieces together, I'll get that out. But I'm still waiting for more information. Yes, I'm waiting for other information from Susan Cox. Have you got a copy of her complaint? Yeah, yeah. I'll forward you a web link to it, Ed. Cool. Because this is the point that when I was – this is the one thing I've been explaining. Because if we're not putting counter complaints back into these people – for record, uh, that's how they're going into court with these hangman juries. And remember, the juries have to be questioned. If there are any elected and public servants, they cannot be on a jury because they are not jurors of we the people. They are not peers of your your elder. They're not your peers. Well, they have to be qualified electors. Right, but they cannot be elected and public servants. <coughs> Well, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I, I recognize legitimacy for your concern there. Well, because all they do is work for themselves, and I grew up in the union, so I know exactly the way they do. Well, I do think there are some public servants that actually have functional consciences um, and that would be adequate, could meet the standards of a qualified elector. But the vast majority of them are compromised, tainted, uh, just as you are inferring. Well, and I would much rather have those honorable ones when they are 
working with others to come forward as honorable instead of putting their position in jeopardy. So long as they're speaking out and not putting their position in jeopardy, we've got more support than we realize that way. Well, we certainly need all the support we can get. Um, uh, can, can we bring back in Ed Fife from Texas also, as well as our other friend Tex from Texas? We only call him Tex. We won't give his real name. That's okay. Um, but, uh, um, uh, yeah, can can we bring back uh, Ed uh, Fife from Texas? That, um, I'm here. Um, I'm here. Uh, all right, Ed. Do you, do, do you want to respond to some of Ed Johnston's uh, propositions here? Yeah, uh, it, again, it goes back to the same issue that I just got to saying, is that these complaints and things need to be going before a bona fide um, ju- uh, grand jury of the, of the peers of the county. In other words, not, not before a body beholding to the administrative system. I'd like to read something here. May I read something? Section 9 from the uh, uh, Article 7 original from the uh, Oregon Constitution. It says the the jurisdiction of circuit courts, all judicial power authority, jurisdiction not vested by with this Constitution or by the laws consistent therewith, exclusively in some other court shall belong to the circuit courts and they shall have appellate jurisdiction and supervisory control over the county courts and other inferior courts officers and tribunals and I'm told that one of the inferior courts is the common law court Hey, can I interrupt you guys real quick and let you know something? This is Texas. Okay. Yeah, if, you're, if you're going to be able to track Ron's point there, are you shifting subjects on us here, Tex? Uh, well, what I'm trying to do is tell you guys, don't make don't make complaints. It's like a little Nancy boy crying out to his mother saying, I didn't do that, but nobody ever seen me do that. Start making but, complaints. Well, 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 I, I, I disagree with you. Guy. I think complaints are good. And let, him I, let him finish. Let him finish. Well, well, he's changing subjects for, from Ron, Ed. Okay. We, we need to go one subject at a time, and if he wants to shift subjects, maybe we can do that after we address Ron's issue, Ed. Excuse me, then. I'll let you guys finish. Thank you. Ron. I just want to know about Section 9. It says here that the circuit court in the Constitution is responsible for the inferior courts and the county courts, and that is a common law court. Um, is that Article 7 amended or original? Original. Yeah. How could I'm be, troubled how by some of the wording there. Be inferior? I don't think the wording is, is wrong. Uh, the, uh, um, because the, the county level... The county court, the county common law court, is not inferior to the state circuit court. Does that sound right, Ed? Yeah, that's the people's court. People's court should should stand, you know, head and shoulders above all the other courts. Well, Well, the the, 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 the
you got to listen to the words, guys. you got to listen to it. You already listened to them, Ron. They have we already listened to them. We're, we're, we're parsing a super, fine point here if you listen. Supervisory control. They don't have jurisdiction of anything else but supervisory control. Do you see um, um, uh, uh, Article 7, Section 1? It says that, that the county court has general jurisdiction. Yes, yeah, it does. It does. Well, that general jurisdiction means that there is no court that they are inferior to. Right, right. The county, the county, the county court is the head court of all the county. Yeah, See? and 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 general concept, constitutional principles indicate that the closer you get to the individual people in their local communities, the higher the authority of law gets. Right. Excuse me, Go ahead. Um, this Jim. Uh, Article 7 as amended. We're still waiting for several years now uh, for uh, uh, a, an adjudication on the correct uh, situation with Article 7 as amended. And I do recall that it says in one uh, part of it, I don't have it in front of me. This is off the top of my head. But it does say um, somewhere therein, quote, the courts of this state shall consist of a Supreme Court and such other courts as may be created by the legislature. Now, period. And now, to the best of my knowledge and recollection, there haven't been any courts created by the legislature since then. So, you know, some folks have been arguing that our... Uh, Potentially, every adjudication made by every other court in the state since then is null and void. And I'll step. Whoever, whoever's making all that noise in the background, would you stop it? Mute your mic. Yeah. Sorry, that was me. Sorry. I'll be yeah. Thank you, Ed. Uh, uh, five. Uh, um, go ahead. Um, yeah. So where are we with Article Seven? I mean, we, well, well, um, I'm trying to look up. I, I know I've seen the passage which Ron refers to, but but uh, I, I think it's in um, uh, Article Seven amended. I can't find it in Article Seven original in my version. Uh, Ron, I'm can you clarify that a little bit? Article Seven original. What part can't you find? Well, uh, what section of Article Seven original was that? section that said that the circuit courts are superior to the county court supervisory i said not superior i said supervisory and it's in section nine okay okay yeah 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 um um yeah that uh, the, the key phrase there, there there's there, there's a tricky lawyer wording here um um, uh, in, 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 it leads all judicial power, authority, and jurisdiction not vested by this Constitution or by laws consistent therewith in some other court. See, see, uh, uh, it, it, there's jurisdiction exclusive in the county court, and 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 they're using using lawyer weasel words there to 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 flip it around and, and they they also give the county courts franchises like they do the the justice courts and then they say well uh uh 
proper understanding when when they're talking about the 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 justice courts or the courts of justice at the precinct level or the county courts um they're talking about the ones that are in receipt of franchise from the state state civil government that has trickled down from the state instead of grassroots bottom up from the people like what Ed Fife was talking about here? What constitution, what constitution was he reading from, uh, Charles? Oregon's Constitution, Article 7, Section 9, Original. There, there's two different versions of Article 7 published side by side in Oregon. One's uh, original and the other's amended. Came in later on because they did some skullduggery here. But that is the, the statehood constitution that he's reading from? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's the only one to read from because it's the only one that has any effect when, you come, when it comes to talking about things of the organic law. Because nothing it's else, everything else, yeah, everything else comes under the the, the other auspices of the, of the uh, legislative courts. And by the way, I wanted to say this about those legislative courts. All courts today are legislative courts. Every single court. They're not none of them now under the under the uh, original organic law. Uh, uh, courts. Now they don't call them of original jurisdiction, but courts of of um, they're not none of them courts to, under the original government. You know that are that are well. They're uh, not courts of general jurisdiction. That 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 phrase "general jurisdiction" is a really powerful phrase, and it yeah, yeah, includes. Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah, be, that because, would be because at that point, the court's got the right to, to hold criminal trials and issue criminal arrest warrants and sentence people to jail, to, to jail and organize posse comitatus if necessary to get the proper enforcement to, to, to carry into effect their judgments. Right, right. Well, anyway, the, the most important thing is to read that stated constitution, and, and it's not bad to go ahead and read also the other inferior constitutions to see how they have changed things so that you can argue it properly when you need to say because you need to you need to recognize both positions in order to to do it right to show how it was changed and it so looks to uh, me like excuse me it looks to me like somebody's got to do some really good word art on section one and section nine to come up with something that the county could even shake their head yes to because the, maybe other counties are better, but Washington County is just horrible. Well, you're familiar with the groundwork that I laid in that video that we put up from the county commissioners, right? Where where I'm I I'm asking them if their present county court is vacant and do they have duties to 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 uh, 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 facilitate um, complaints brought before the county court and they're running and hiding and they won't even talk about that. You saw that, right, Ron? Yes. Okay, well, see, I already got them on the run here. If we just follow the model that I've already set up, we can we, we can go in there and kick posterior all over the place. Do you want to do do it in, in Clackamas County instead of Washington County? I'm delighted. Let's do it in Clackamas County. Well, I've done some good groundwork laying laying the groundwork, but this is a plug-and-play uh, type of thing. Once we get the basics going, um, 
um, uh, we can plug and play the model, not only in the other courts in Oregon, including Harney County over there, um, um, but, but we can also do it. Uh, uh, in Texas and and, and all, all the other states all across the nation because uh, they're all the common law is universal that's why they call it common man I understand that but we have to get traction we have to get uh, whatever it takes so that the people with the guns will shake their head and do it yeah well well y- y- one thing that i need to build on and, and and do papers on and stuff here is is the fact that um when we don't have any confidence in the normal sheriff's deputies and the normal municipal police officers in their um um dedication to real law then we've got the right to organize our own peace officers from our own townships. And and the Constitution and the statutes recognize this. And so we can ask our Second Amendment people. You know, our gun rights people are under attack right now, and they're looking for tickets out. And it's going to be people like us that focus on the courts that are going to provide them with that ticket out because we should be going down there and we should be um, manufacturing our own badges, name badges that call us peace officers and stuff like that and judicial officers, and we should be going down there with our guns on our, on our sides and our, our badges um, on our, our, our uh, uh, lapels on our shoulders and, and, and saying hi, uh, introducing each other as peace officers and showing credentials and proving beyond all reasonable doubt that these are lawful peace officers and, um, and taking our guns and our recording equipment into those court buildings and those commissioner's buildings and taking them over and cleaning house. You know we got the lawful authority to do all that, don't you? No, I'm not sure of that. Well, but well I don't. if we just get the people but organized I... behind us, and the purpose of the call is to 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 um to show, especially Oregon statutes have a lot of good common law principles written into them, and I can prove from just Oregon statutes that we've got the right to do just exactly what I said. Okay, but that doesn't get state indicted. Uh, it's moving in that direction. Uh, if we can take over the courts in our local counties, then then we can take over uh, uh, the court in Marion County, and we can take over <laughs> the Supreme Court. Um, we can take over all the courts. But with very little effort, we can... Uh file in the federal court on the de facto side uh, as private attorney general and uh, have it done for civil rights violation and not have to do anything to anything. I'd like to to ask Ed Fife to come back in and provide uh, uh, constructive criticism uh, or support of of uh, uh, your proposition there, Ryan. Ed? Uh, I'm here. I'm here, but I don't support that because it's we we need to if we're going to do the people's thing, we need to do the people's thing, and the only way that that can be done is by force. We have to force the the. Uh, 
the administrative or whatever you want to call it, the, the, the circus system I'm talking about, the one who the attorneys all set up, we have to force that system to recognize the fact that the people have not only a right, but a birthright to have a Republican form of a government. And if you don't have a common law court operating in your county or in your country or state or whatever, that is not a Republican form of a government. It's a denial of Republican form of government. How can you have a Republican form of a government where you don't have any way that the people of the of the of the uh, nation have right to uh, a due process that they can depend upon. We don't have that. I have that no today. argument with that at all. I think you're 100% correct. But you're completely, ignore, you're completely ignoring the de facto side of the government that is in control. Well, I'm, it, it, okay, it, I will say this. It's... it's and we, we should all be happy that we have a government at all, because if we didn't have a government, we would be back during we would be operating back like it was during the days of the Wild West. We, it's good that we have something there to keep law and order. However, the the, the law and order the, the the little bit of law and order that we're getting for on the common law side, and what I mean by that is they're they are at least upholding the common law right, uh, the common law laws uh, of murder, rape, robbery, and pillage. Those are the things that we can be glad that they're doing because otherwise we would have murder would be rampant in our country and there would be no way to redress it. I, so I I reject that a hundred percent. I think that is the silliest thing going. That murder well, would be rampant. I I believe be. I believe that the people, just the people walking down the street, ninety nine point nine percent of the time don't need a cop to tell them anything, and they don't run around killing other people anyhow, and they'll stop at the red light and go on the green light. I well, think that. That's true, but see, in the, in the days of the Wild West, when this country was uh, fairly newly formed, uh, you didn't have all of these other people here. You didn't have the Jews, you didn't have the Mexicans, and you didn't have, you had limited blacks, and they were pretty much stayed in their place, and you didn't have all these other Oddball people that have. Now wait a, a minute. Wait a minute. All wait a people minute. are equal. Wait, 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 just a second, please. We didn't have, and you named off several different groups, but the first one is all of California, most of Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, and all the way up to Colorado was all Spanish speaking. Exactly. Well, yeah, that was, yeah, we had problems with that, too, and Texas had a problem with it, and I remember reading the reason why they petitioned the general government to become a part of the union, that was one of the reasons why, because they couldn't control not only the criminals, but the Mexicans and the Indians. They had trouble with all three of those groups, and so that's why they petitioned to become a state. That's the very purpose for it. Uh, but and there shouldn't today, be any problem, there shouldn't be any problem at all with the Indians, they're all nations, and they shouldn't be trouble at all. All of them have 
treaties that have been broken by this de facto government that's just totally criminal. Well, but, it's not a problem, but the other people are. We, I mean, look at look at what's going on in the area of common law crimes. Look who's committing them. It's not white folks that's committing those crimes. It's other people, the other people, the Mexicans, the mixed breeds, and all that. Look at what's going on. See, if this government was not at least upholding rape, robbery, and pillage and murder, we'd be in sad shape. And and, and they're not really supposed. And here's the point: they're not really supposed to be upholding that because that's not their that's not where their jurisdiction is. But they're doing it because the common law court doesn't exist. And so, therefore, there is no other forum to uphold the common law crime. So they're doing it during the time while the common law court doesn't – or until the common law court gets reestablished. That's why they're doing it. But they don't have any right to do it. And as soon as the common law court is reestablished and recognized as an authentic court – again, then all of those crimes that they are now, or criminal faces that they are now, uh, the, the, the administrative courts are now uh, adjudicating, will have to be surrendered to the common law court because it doesn't properly belong in their court, okay? And I think that's neat because that'll mean, see, they, they make most of their money off of the, the, the common law crimes, that's where their biggest money comes from. And so whenever that's taken away from them and it's surrendered to the common law court, they're going to go, oh, my God, what happened to our money base? It's going to be thrown out the street, out the street because now all they're, basically they can do is taxing crimes. That's about all they can their, do their funding comes. Their funding comes from taxation as well as traffic tickets and code violations. That's 80% of their income. I don't believe that. I believe most of it comes from the, the criminal criminal cases that they do. Because think about it. Well, let, let me say this way. How many? I mean, we know for a fact that eighty percent of the courts today run on traffic violations and citations. Eighty percent of the courts run on that. They operate. Yeah, the small courts do. The small All of them do. do. That's where the Supreme Court gets their funding off of the the, the, the small courts, because we have proven for a factual statement. That percentage of 25% of all the income goes back into the federal courts of the British government. From well, all the criminal the, courts, all the, the criminal courts, courts, the criminal trial courts don't make their money off of the taxing crimes. They make it off of the criminal crime. The, I mean, the big criminal crimes. Think about it. I mean, when you pay a ticket for a for a traffic ticket, about the most you're going to pay is about $500. Well, whenever somebody goes to jail or, or gets convicted of, uh, like, uh, rape, for example, uh, or robbery, uh, not only are they going to go to jail and they're going to make money off of them while they're sitting in jail, but they're also going to find them big time. It's not going to be $500. It's going to be like more like maybe 10000 or 20000 that they're going to be no, finding. I think, that, I think the that. woman is allowed to castrate the man who raped her. I don't believe it should go to court. I think castration is in order. Well, that's not the point. That you're, you're getting off the point. I'm just talking. No, about the point how is, that, is that if that happened, rape wouldn't be happening. Well, that's the common law way. But see, you don't have the common law functioning. That's the point. Is that once mm-hmm. the common law does function, now we go back to the original organic law of your state, 
Okay. Now, whenever uh, somebody is tried for rape, robbery, or pillage, only those penalties will will attach, and those penalties are not the same. If you look at the way they penalize today, they're not the same in any way, shape, or form. Uh, as those were in the days when the common law court was operating. When the law says you've committed a crime or when the jury comes in with a guilty verdict and the, and, and the, then the law attaches a penalty, that penalty is non-negotiable. Once, once you're found guilty by a jury of your peers, uh, that, whatever that crime is, is going to be handed down by that judge sentence is going to be placed upon that person, and there is no appeal. I mean, there's no, um, uh, there's no way that he has any discretion whatsoever to change that uh, penalty. And like you said, for rape, I don't know if it's mur- if it's death or not, but there are. There, but death is automatic for murder, no matter what the murder, no matter where it occurred. There's no discretion. Anyone that does a deliberate murder and they have been found guilty, duly guilty, with solid concrete evidence, by the way, and this is where where it's going to, this is going to change in the common law court because when you get in the common law court, there won't be any, there won't be any uh, uh, circumstantial evidence that will be uh, allowed in a common law court. If you don't have the body, you don't have the weapon. And you don't have a, an eyewitness to the murder, you can't be convicted. See, right. Today, you can, right. Today you can be convicted on you can be convicted on a tree limb that got broke off at the crime. I mean, I saw that with my own eyes, where a man was actually convicted of a murder, where he had his truck had come by a tree and it and and some beans off the tree dropped in his pickup. And they went and did forensics uh, study or DNA study on that tree. I cannot believe they did this. I can't believe they would even, it's so silly. They did a DNA analysis on that tree, and then they did a DNA analysis on 100 other trees to see if the DNA uh, w- was different in all trees. And then they did a, a, a DNA on those beans that was in the back of his truck. And because those beans showed to be from the same DNA of the tree that where they where the murder had occurred, they used that as the only basis for their charge against the man, and he was found guilty by dumbass jury, a jury that has, has little or no knowledge about anything. They're, they're, they were a what you call a a hanging jury. That's a hanging jury. Overzealous hanging jury. Yeah. Okay. That's really um, rare, you know, Ed. Um, and and the jury has the right to also uh, decide what the sentence is. If they want to uh, uh, adjudicate a death sentence, then that's appropriate. But if they decide not to, then whatever they arrive at unanimously is 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 what is presumed to be the conscience of co- the community, and thereby it, that is justice, and that's the source from which law draws. Right, right. See, the, see, the people have the have the last say, is what you're saying. And when it, whenever the law says, the judge will hand down and say, well, the law says that the penalty, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, is the only penalty for that crime. However, uh, you are the judges here today, and you can determine. 
uh, what you believe the sentence should be based on the facts of the case and the evidence. And so the people have the final say uh, what, what, how it happens. But the law itself, the way it's written, written is only going to have one penalty for murder, and that's death. Well, uh, there, there, there can be first, second, and third degree murder, like negligent homicide. Well, no, it's either no. In common law, there's only two verdicts: either you in, guilty you or murdered, not. or you didn't. It was either it was either self-defense or it was murder. That's really the only two there is. It's common law, you know. There's no in between. Mm -hmm. Well, there's reckless negligence. Well, that's under that's under the de facto system. That's not a, that's well, not. Yeah, a what about law. drunk drivers, Ed? You going to cite it? Do, do, do you throw in drunk drivers that accidentally kill somebody while they're drunk uh, in the same category of malicious, cold-blooded murders that premeditate? Well, that would be that would be no. You put you put that under that if you're going to go in the common law court, that would be under the heading of either you, either you murdered or you did not. Okay, he, and he if, did and a murder, was, but there was no malicious intent there. He was just being stupid drunk. If they were drunk, that, 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 is, that is that is pretty that's much showing. Incompetent. No, that's what competent. are you saying? They're competent. You're, you're, you're not was, competent of what your faculties were because you were drunk. Yeah, there's no there's really malicious intent. There is no malicious, malicious intent. intent. I was drunk. I was incompetent at the time. I'm sorry. I'll pay whatever damages I need to pay. Well, more than that, you might go to jail for 10 or 20 years because it is nasty to murder people, and you can't be going around and drunk to make you say I to the family. You cannot say murder unless you intended to murder that guy. That's the difference. Did you have the intent to go out here and murder this guy? No, I didn't have no intent to go out there and murder him. Well, that's up to the jury. That's up to the jury to decide that. So, I think Jim was trying to say something. What he tells the jurors. The jurors. That's where yeah. the whole thing comes in. Uh, our Constitution references our right to a trial by jury. Not a jury. The jury decides. Peers. The peers. Your peers. Your peers mean the relatives and the you and the victim. That's what the peers mean. The peers do not mean elected and public servants or anybody else. No, it doesn't mean none of that. No. Our it doesn't mean United States friends. citizen or any of that. No. Peers means mean equals, by the way, guys. That's right. Peers means equals. If I'm an idiot, I want to be tried by idiots. more than that. It means a lot more than equals, according to the writings of our founding fathers. It means our friends, our coworkers, our associates, our neighbors, those who are most familiar with us and our situation in life and the facts in the instant case. They are the ones who are best capable and qualified to arrive at a just determination. Correct. That's what this is about, just, justice. Yeah. And that's, that's simple and obvious. Uh, and a jury trial is not the same as a trial by jury. Uh, and... They, they turn things around and twist things around like the United States versus the United States of America. <laughs> right. it, it's close, the Constitution of uh, the state of Washington or Washington State. The state well, you're just talking about the difference between the de facto and the organic government. That's, right. that's the only yeah, difference. The that's the only difference. Words. I'm talking about yeah. just 
basically the way they twist, bastardize. But, war, but, words, but, but the words they use that were used in the organic law, like person, citizen, and all that, the only difference between those words, the way they use it today, is that it's a different sense. When you're talking about a citizen of the United States as as it was antebellum or prior to the Civil War, you're talking about an organic citizen or a state citizen. When you're talking about a citizen or when they're talking about a citizen today after the Civil War and even after 1870, because that's when everything really started going downhill. Um, when you talk about a citizen of that in that nature, I mean in that way, you're talking about one who has no rights, one who is uh, not not uh, under the law. Uh, it's not under the law where he could have rights. It's the same thing as blacks in the day before, in the time before the, four, the 13th Amendment, before that was ever set up, they, they, were, they had no rights. They were not under the law or under the Constitution. They were completely outside of it. They were foreign and alien. And that's exactly the way, the way they, they view all of us today because it would be extremely complicated to work both systems at the same time. Think about it. I mean, if 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 everybody that came in the courtroom, I mean, a judge can see you, and he may think, well, you're a white man, but you might not be. You might have a, a little black mixed blood. That means you've got to prove up. See, this is what you had to do in 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 the, at the, in the common law times when when all the courts were working. You had to prove your your um, uh, lineage. You had to. I mean, that got really complicated when you had to do that. And so that's why they don't do it today. They do it. They they've gotten rid of all that, and they just say, well, okay, if there's if there's any citizen out there that wants to, uh, or uh, uh, claim that he is more than just a Fourteenth Amendment citizen, then we'll just let him take care of that. We're going to presume all the people are not for the purposes well, of our. Let's remember, system. folks. The 14th Amendment, just like the 16th, never was ratified. It's they were slaves back then. They had, they and people got, had houses, doctor care. They had it all. Them guys were slaves. Yeah, they had to work. I'm not saying they didn't work, but they were slaves. You know, and that's what the whole 14th Amendment citizen deal is all about. If I'm not mistaken, never would have freed anybody. It would have enslaved us all. It, it did enslave everybody, but it was never that's, ratified. That's, so that's what it did. There is no effect. Yeah. There is no effect unless you allow it because of you, you don't know any better. Well, it's an, effect, it's, a, it's an effect upon us by default. Unless you say something to, to bring that issue up, they will carry you through to conviction and you'll go to jail and pay the fines, and everybody will be happy except you, and and because you didn't bring it up. See, it's your it's your responsibility to bring it up. That's the way it is. Because there's an assumption that everybody is a commercial entity or under the Fourteenth Amendment. I mean, I can prove this because what I've got a I've got a statute that says it from Arkansas. It says the courts. All the courts operate under the 
the auspices of the 14th Amendment only, nothing else. It doesn't say under the organic law or, or whatever. It doesn't say that. It, it said, well, actually, it says the 14th Amendment due process is what it says, and it doesn't say anything about the 5th Amendment due process, which is the organic due process, see? So all the courts in, in, in Arkansas do that, so what makes us think that all the rest of the courts in all the other states don't? They do. They do the same thing. It's just that they don't say it probably in their law like Arkansas does. I mean, it blew me away when I read it. I thought, holy crap, here it is right in my face. You know, they're telling you right up front what they're doing, see? Well, all the other states, I looked in Texas. You can't find that statement in Texas. It doesn't exist. And it probably doesn't exist in you guys' state either. I don't know that it doesn't, but you'd have to look to see if you could find it. But they say right up front that they they only offer 14th Amendment due process through all the courts. I mean, that ought to open the eyes of anyone. Hey, Ed, can you provide the uh, citation or a quote or something? Uh, Links or anything? Yeah, I can, I can. Maybe I've got the link to it. Let me see if I've got it a second. Hang on a second. All right. Well, while you're researching that, others, uh, Ed has been, uh, Fife has been providing a lot of valuable information, I do believe, but um, uh, I'd like to open it up again, and especially uh, Elizabeth Flash Gordon in the background here was trying to uh, bring us into trying to focus more on Ron's issue also on, on Kate Brown and, and getting some real traction on some real issues here that, that Oregon is focused on. I believe Oregon is a, um, a, a national um, uh, precedent-setting situation, especially with the, the uh, um, uh, Harney County situation there with the Bundys and stuff recently and, and murdering Lavoie. Um, so so um, this is of national interest, and, um, but, but how we, the, the, the honorable patriots in Oregon that are actually thinking and not just following the gurus that are propped up by the COINTELPRO operations, um, uh, we, the real patriotic Oregonians that are doing our homework here, we need to figure out how we're going to respond, especially to the issue that Ron and uh, uh, Elizabeth have been raising before us. It looks like they both dropped off of the call here. But um, um, they're focusing on Kate Brown, uh, who is the, go- the, the de facto governor of the state, and, um, um, <laughs> and she invited the, the people in that, that caused the murder of Lavoie. Apparently it was state cops that actually pulled the trigger, too. But I doubt if they would have uh, had the testosterone to do anything like that if it wasn't for de facto federale support that they were getting. Uh, comments, questions, anybody? Yeah, I'd like to say something about that. Uh, yeah, text from Texas. Go ahead there. Yeah, okay. We're all still missing the point, you know, as far as anything's going on. When someone trespasses up on me, I don't care if he pulls me over and is for speeding or whatever, he's still trespassed. We go back to our Heavenly Father's rights that were given to us at birth. And we got to understand that, hey, make a claim in them courts, all federal courts. You look it up. You guys look on their website. Just punch up federal courts, all federal courts or courts of record in common law. This is common law land, okay? This is the right that you have, but nobody's making claims. They're just making complaints. 
Nobody wants to go in there and say, hey, you guys did me wrong. I seen this guy right here, this bald-headed guy with that gun right there. He trespassed on me. That guy did it. He did it. Find him guilty. And they'll find him guilty. Okay? They might not give you the money that you wish in that guilty verdict, but they will find the guy guilty. And then what is the penalty for trespass? Does anybody know? Hello. Okay. You guys, you can't, I can't come to your house and steal your car. I can't come to your house and beat your wife. I can't come to your house and steal your house. I can't come over there and do anything on your property, to your property, without your consent. It's just a trespass. I seen this guy trespass. He did it. This bald-headed guy. That guy with that gun right there. He did it. I'm filing a trespass charge against him. I'm filing a claim. I'm not filing a damn complaint. I'm not complaining on this guy. I'm filing a claim that this guy, this bald-headed guy, with this gun, did this. He trespassed on my property. I don't care if it's a speeding ticket or whatever you get, you receive. Always put a claim in there before you go to that court, because that court will nail you every time. They you realize you're proceeding under civil procedure there with your claim terminology, Tex? I, I, I don't care what you say. It's civil procedure, criminal procedure, whatever. I am I know, just I want a copy a of what you're that this saying. guy did me. Wrong. This bald-headed guy, that guy with that gun right there. I'm pointing him out. He's right there. This guy trespassed on my property. I didn't give him permission to trespass. He did it anyway. He is a rotten, dirty scoundrel. This guy's a liar, a cheat, and a fake. I'm yeah, we got your point. Can you yeah, ask Ed Johnston to respond? I think Ed Johnston yeah, yeah. has ahead, some response. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is I like to see what he's talking about because I filed complaints that uh, criminal complaints that I see that are moving. Okay, so I like to see what you're talking about on claims. I'm not disputing what you're saying with claims at all. Because I know what you're talking about, but I haven't got to that point yeah. of seeing how successful it is compared to filing a criminal complaint and charges on them. Okay, yeah. I'm not I, complaining. I went in there. I'm filing a criminal complaint of charges. Okay, well, what I did in the federal court, I went in there, and, of course, they always say you're the plaintiff. you got to make a complaint. I took and said, no, I don't have to make a complaint. I'm making a claim. I didn't think this guy did it. I seen him do it. It was this guy with that gun. He did it. I'm making a claim, and I have the right to make a claim. This is a public courthouse. This is for the public business, and this guy right here, I am the public. Are you refusing me access to the public? If you are, I'm going to take your ass to court. And that just you, you're I want to see what you have in writing. Do what? I want to see what you have in writing. Okay. Well, my I mean, anybody just, can talk. I want to see what, yeah. what the producer, production is. So okay, right. I want to see the production. Hey, hey, you got an email address? I sure do. Ed Johnson, okay. ED. Let me get, let me get, let, hang on. Let me get an ink pen and I'll write it down. And I'll fax you exactly how I turned my complaint into a claim 
And what I told that damn judge and that ju- that federal judge up here, he don't know. He just shook his head. He don't know what to do. He knows that I have the right to access a public building in a public court. Uh, this is the for the this court is for the public, and he knows mm-hmm. it. He knows he can't refuse me access to a public building because if he does, then I'll file on his ass up there in Washington D.C. And do they have jurisdiction over these judges down here in Texas? Yeah, they all receive federal funding. Uh, police officers, all of them. Sheriffs, all of them. They all, county commissioners, all of them, they all receive federal funding. public services. Okay, go ahead with your email. E-D-J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. Hang on, I got E-D. Okay, E-D what? J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. E S T O N O N two thousand and three two oh three at Yahoo at Yahoo. Okay. Dot com. Yeah. Um that's E D J O H N S T O N E two thousand three at yahoo dot com. You got it? No, there is no E. I'm not John Stone, I'm John Stin. I'm sorry. S T O N. That's correct. Yeah. I'll get I'll get I'll get this stuff to you, Ed. I don't mind faxing my stuff around a little bit and kinda of give some people some ideas of what what's going on because these guys they are crooked. It sounds like you're, 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 you're largely a student of Carl Lentz, is that correct? Well, no, I believe in old Ed Rivera, really, but uh, I believe that anyone can make a claim. And, yeah, I, I believe in how Carl Lentz goes and does his stuff, and, and, and I believe that we all have access to federal courts. And we don't have to pay him a dime because I don't receive a dime from him, and I don't have to pay a dime. And I go in there and file under poppers, and I'm not having no problems with this judge. I mean, I've got these uh, summonses out to the Amarillo Police Department, Sheriff's Department, both Sheriff's Department, and to two federal judges. And uh, the judge said, no problem, Mr. Uh, my name. I'm not giving out my name. He said, no problem, if they don't respond within 60 days, which is federal mandated, we'll go out there and have the United States Marshals arrest them and drag them in there to court. And I said, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You, you realize that in order to tap into that horsepower in our public courts, you've also got to invoke the public jurisdiction of the court? Well, I, I mean, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Like I told the judge, I ha- you have to distinguish every part that you wish if you want a jury trial then you have to distinguish a jury trial if you want 12 men and women pulled off the street corner that's who you get pulled off the street corner you have to make the rules in that court you can't let them make any rules for you right 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 that's why there's two jurisdictions tax one of them is public and one of them's private and by your claim terminology, I believe you're under private commercial law, whereas public law is like criminal no, I'm complaint. Under public law. Huh? I'm under public law. 
You are or you're not? The public has the right to file charges against any man. Yes, yes, yes. That's why we have to proceed under public law instead of private law, which is the de facto law. That's why they need the contracts. That's why they want us to contract through the birth certificate and stuff uh, 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 so that they can get us over under their private jurisdiction instead of the general public common law jurisdiction. Which I'm not a member of. I'm yeah. not a member of that either. I'm I not mean, even a member of honorable I have a birth yeah. certificate that I have, and it is for me being born on the land, not of the land. It's on the land. I was born on this land, not of the right. land. I wasn't born of the land. Okay? My I wasn't birth born in the state. My heritage. It yeah. proves my bloodline goes back to the 1850s. So I'm a lawful, I'm a lawful bloodline American. Yeah. I am not a legal or citizen. No, I'm not a citizen. I never have claimed to be any such thing. If I wish to, can I do that? Sure. I can claim to be anything I wish. That's right. I don't claim to be any part of it. Yeah, if I don't want to be part of it, do I claim it? No. I don't claim to be anything except just a man. I am a man, and that's all. And that's what I claim. I have the right. I claim to be a bloodline American that has rights, not privileges. And that is proven in the Supreme Court. Question for both of you guys. Go ahead. How are either one of you going to take part in any election process? I'm not in the election process. I I, I don't believe in that 51% mob rules. I'd I'd like to tell you that I believe in that mob rules. I don't believe in that 51% mob rules. I don't believe in that. I'm not part of that. I'm the 49% that says, hey, I'm free and I'm self-governing. I don't have to worry about anybody telling me anything because I'm free. I'm a free man upon the land. Did you really answer uh, Jim's question? Jim, the major point, if you are elected, I mean, if you are a registered voter, you are guaranteeing your assets for their theft. So if you're registered, you're telling your legislator, your senator, your state rep that you're incompetent and you give him authority to make decisions over Reverend your Jim. life, your freedom. Yeah, you, and you, I've you had this on record at the Oregon State public hearings. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I registered to vote here in Clark County, Washington, <clears throat> I crossed out where it says uh, I certify under penalty of perjury I am a U.S. citizen. I crossed that out and wrote "natural born American" in there, and um, signed it and handed it to him. And when I got back my uh, registration card in the mail, it had a little yellow post-it on it. It just said, "Hi, Jim. Greg. Greg Kimsey, the county auditor. He and I know each other, and he knows what I'm talking about, and he knows the difference. Uh, nevertheless, I am." Uh, free from that point to go on and, and uh, partake in their process. Well, see, so you don't even have to register as long as you're lawful. You can walk in and just get your voter pamphlet and vote. 
Well, I think the reason that we want to do that, we want to make sure we do that, is so we don't have all the foreigners coming in here. That's what we have the problem with. So the whole point is we want to lim- uh, eliminate elections because in a Republican form of government, there is no democracy. You have the Constitution. Wait a minute. Let me finish here. You have the Constitution that is the law of the land. You're not entitled to have an opinion. Either there's an injured party or not. You can't sit there and go, we, we want to uh, – you know, we need money to build a bridge. Okay, if they need money to build a bridge, then they can insert a tax to build that bridge and eliminate it once it's done. And every time they put a tax on it, it never gets eliminated. Wait a minute. Uh, matters uh, uh, to the legislature. But now you, guys, you say wait, that, that we're talking about elections now. How are we going to elect people to office? Uh, that is up to them because their office has nothing to do with you and I, the people. Right. When it comes down to it, because their job and elections are 100% for elected and public servants and registered church members. They're not even supposed to have contact, period, with we the people. And right. I've even proven that in the Supreme Court and their failings. They're not even supposed to have contact with us. You guys have obviously. They don't have what, what the real world is about because they don't maintain contact with us. They maintain contact with one another. No, they maintain contact with us when they pull you over, run your license plates, when they're sitting there on phone conversations, tape recording your phone conversations. You're, you're combining different things. It's all the same thing, Jim. It's all the same. That's because they have no rights tape recording conversations. They have no rights even having contact with us. I'm talking about elections. That's what I'm talking about. Elections are not for we the people. Elections are for elected and public servants and registered church members. I agree with Jim, Ed. Let me ask y'all a question. Have have y'all forgot about that old saying? Apparently you have. That that when the legislature is in session, no man's life, liberty, and property is safe. (laughs) That's why I don't get involved with them. Well, if you're not involved with them and if you don't control them, they're going to take your life, liberty, and property. That's what that statement means. <laughs> no, I agree with you. But the other point is, is that our government has increased by 2,000% in just the last 50 years. Hey, can 50 we draw a little bit longer on your proposition that, that elections are bad, Ed? I, I'd like to ask you how, how we're going to decide um, who's our common law peace officers and, and judicial officers in our own common law courts? Well, you still have, well, to, you, you still have, have to, to be le- the elected by the 49%. I, I'm well, asking Ed yeah. Johnston that question. That's oh, why yeah. I have Smith and Wesson on my hip. That's why I walk with my arms. It sounds like anarchy, Ed. Are you an anarchist? It's not anarchy. I have the right to defend my life and my neighbors. Yeah, but you're not not advocating townships or precincts officers to make sure everything's lawful. Yeah, and I don't live in England. Well, see, Ed, at that point, you really don't understand common law, and you ought to listen to Ed Fife a bit more on that. (laughs) It's common law. Are you talking about English common law? There's only one common law. It's universal. Unspoken common law is not spoken by any man. It's the man's belief. That is mm-hmm. common law. That is correct. There are specific Thank provisions you. of common law. That's where you get mens rea 
and 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 corpus delecti and and um um mens rea yeah, and yeah, mens rea. You, you got to have a victim. You got to have a twelve-person jury. The decision has to be unanimous. Those are all quote rules of the common law unquote as articulated in the Seventh Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. What common law is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one I just explained to you. It's universal. It came to us through England, but it's from God. Yeah, it's yeah. common. That's why they call it the common law. Common law is uh, unspoken word is your belief. It's not like scripta. Yeah, lex non scripta. It's based on principles. And it requires people being involved, and it requires officers that are elected by the people. That's why the phrase qualified elector is superior to the phrase registered voter. That's what gets you out of the de facto jurisdiction of registered voters. You've got to have qualified electors, and they're under, you've got to participate in common law jurisdiction elections. You participate, you become liable. Under common law, there's there's no liabilities other than your duty to be an honorable patriot and keep the peace. You bring well, a that's simple. Someone will hang you. They can do whatever they nothing to claim that you bring against. Tex, can we defer more to the Oregon participants here? Okay. Somebody else was trying to speak there. Um, uh, Jim, I count you amongst Oregon here. You're right on the border with us. Well, I was just saying something to com, com <coughs> excuse me <coughs> to compliment or coincide with what you were saying. You know, uh, the Bible tells us to owe man nothing except to love him, and that uh, we are our brother's keeper. And you know, there, there's some pretty simple things. And that basically sums up the common law, you know. I mean, it really does. Yeah. yeah and we're, we're just supposed to uh, treat each other fair. Uh, we're supposed to do right by each other. And, uh, you know, the golden rule, do unto others before they do unto you, right? Uh, <laughs> do unto others as you have them do unto you. No. I think it was do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's right. And uh, that basically is the common law. No harm, no foul. Nobody got hurt. Quit bitching, yeah. you know, get on with your life. Well, let me put it this way. Now they want kids at 16 and 17 years old to vote. In the state of Oregon, if you're 17, you can vote. Okay. They've already discussed that they want to raise the voting rate, the age down to 12. What? This is reality. In Oregon, you can be 17 years old and vote today. You do not have to be 18. Right now, if they get this measure through, they're talking about for voters at 16 and 17, then they're pushing for kids at 12 years old to vote. Oh, somebody's foolish. Uh, well, when you realize all those kind of problems are coming in through Roman civil municipal. Can I finish my sentence, Ed? Um, yeah. You realize all those problems are coming in through Roman civil municipal jurisdiction, and if we just reestablish our common law jurisdiction in our, our county courts, like Ed was ta Ed uh, Fife was talking about, um, then then that that 
emergency war powers, civil Roman jurisdiction automatically evaporates. It does it by no. default. Well, I've seen that uh, default, and it sure hasn't worked, so uh, it concerns me because I keep watching this stuff just being shoveled over us. Right, right. We agree. We got problems in getting respect for our our county level common law, but but uh, just because we're having trouble getting it working, there's no reason to to totally throw up our hands and abandon it. Hey, Charles. I'm not saying throw up the hands and abandon it, but the thing is, is that I don't want to be participating in the voting because by their administrative rules and by voting law. You are putting your assets and your livelihood to pay their debt. That's I'm not, not paying correct. another man's debt. I'm not liable. That that doesn't apply under our common law precinct jurisdictions. Hey Ed, can you can you hear yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, I just got through sending you that document, that six page document that I made up. So it should be in your email. Look and see if it's there. All right. Let me go uh, do that right now. Let me backtrack here a minute. Okay. Okay. Because right now I'm trying to get caught up here on a few other things, seeing that I'm up. Okay. Well, it's going to take you a bit to come up to speed there, Ed, and um, I'm glad both Ed's are communicating well, here right now. I just don't trust. That's what I said. I got it planned, a, a freestanding common law. I got yours, Ed. Okay, you got it? Okay, good. Right. Yeah, I was going to send you an email back so that way you can see that we're in contact. I will send you what we filed in the Supreme Court. I will file what we filed on the Piracy Act on uh, Eric Holder. Let me call your mom. Huh? Well, i got to mute out, guys. Good luck, and uh, God bless. Yeah, bye, Tex. All right. Um Ed Johnston, you were you were uh, on a roll there. Uh, do you want to kind of re-encapsulate there? Oh no, I'm, I'm right now. Let somebody else go. I'm trying to get caught up here on something else. All right, all right. I'm I'm glad J- Jim Bleakley was able to tap you in here, and um, um, I think we're making good progress. And I'm really sorry about your leg there. I do hope you're getting better soon. Um, oh, so do I. Stupidity prevailed. You know, it's just one of those things. You know. Okay. okay, well, I do think um, two of our primary movers and shakers here in Oregon, uh, Elizabeth Wallace and um, um, Ron Vrooman, um, are, are, are both trying to uh, uh, bring us uh, our, our collective consciousness around like a ship going through the water here to focus on the target of Kate Brown and her complicity in the murder of Lavoy uh, and all of the other crimes she's committed in over the years. Right, but see, the point is, is we need to be filing on her because she has no rights being in office for being a foreigner, and not only that, she's in direct violation of the 13th Amendment. Well, we can certainly incorporate the 13th that. Amendment I think does exist. Well, I think uh, issues like uh, her inviting in the feds lawlessly and, and, and her uh, knowing complicity in the murder of Lavoie, I think those are a little bit higher uh, it should be emphasized more in the final version of our complaint against her. Right, but if we're fi- that's point. But we have to file a separate complaint on her being a foreign terrorist. See, all these have to be separate. No, they're no, not they can all be in the same complaint. 
Hey, right, they should not be in the same complaint. Or the yeah, same, they uh, can be in the same complaint. We're trying uh, to remove her from office. You we're don't want to get them all thrown out of one jurisdiction. It's uh, our jurisdiction that we're going to establish to prosecute the claim, the complaint, uh, Ed. Uh, they won't get thrown out because we're the ones adjudicating it. Hello? Hello, Go Ed. Go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> that complaint that you're talking about, could be the very justification or the main justification for going to your uh, county commissioners stating that you need a forum to bring this because the people were damaged and the people need to have a say in it. And the only way they can have a say is if a court is temporarily, if not permanent, set up to bring these charges before the people's grand jury, see. So that would be a good justification for going in for getting the common law court, even if it's temporary. If you get one temporary, you know, what? that's at least a step in the right direction of getting the common law permanent, common law court permanent in your county, see. So it has to be brought, though, it has to be brought in the county wherein the, the, the crime was committed, though. So that's where you have to go. So that Burns County is where you would have to go to the commissioners of Burns County and and go to them and say, we have, uh, it's absolutely an emergency, it's necessary, absolutely necessary and imperative that we have, have set up, at least on a temporary basis, if not permanent, a common law court in this county to bring these charges so that the people can have a say since, in fact, the people were the ones who were damaged. Um, that, that's Harney County with the main city of Burns there, Ed. Okay, Harney, Harney County. Okay, that's where it would be then. Yeah. Well, and I dare say that that Harney County is a really small county with like about 9,000 population in it, I think. Um, mm. And uh, it, it seems like a clear majority of them are federal BLM uh, employees or other government uh, drones, and, and so we we got real problems getting enough honorable patriots with the courage to stand up against so many uh, drones there. Um, and I think I think there's lawful cause for us to broad out, broaden out to to the next um, higher level of jurisdiction in order to draw from a larger pool of potential jurists. And that would be at the Oregon statewide level where we could all take a hand, and especially with the complicity of, of, of um, uh, uh, um, uh, Governor de facto Governor Brown here. And, and it would still be small enough to assert states' rights, which is the, the, the primary counter complaint issue that Ammon Bundy and the others were trying to bring against the federality jurisdiction that's currently pressing us in Portland Fed Court. Well, the point is that what I'm trying to bring to your attention is the fact that if you can get the common law court even on a temporary basis for this one reason, okay, then you can also at the same time uh, bring in the sheriff as being the one who is going to enforce it. So it would be actually uh, two petitions. Now, when you go to the when you go before the the uh, county commissioners. Of the county, you're not going to necessarily be asking them for the sheriff to enforce uh, the the um, 
the issue, okay? Because it, that, that's not the point going to them. The only point going before the commissioners is to set up the common law court. And you can you can file a writ of mandamus with your head judicial officer being the chief uh, justice of your Supreme Court uh, of the state uh, for a writ. It, it, let's say let's say for example your commissioners agree they set up a temporary common law court so that you can bring this complaint before the people's grand jury. Okay, let's say they do. It's probably not going to happen, but let's say that it does. Okay, well, then now you've got the court. Now you need the enforcement. Well, now you're going to have to file with the Supreme Court uh, a for a writ of mandamus to order the sheriff of that county to enforce any rulings that may be uh, brought uh, handed down in that case in that common law court, see. You'd have to do that. So because that's not you're not going to go to the commissioner's court asking for that. You're just asking for the common law court only to be set up so that you'll have a forum to bring the complaint and now you've got to have enforcement in order to enforce the, the judgment of the court. So now you're going to have to go for a, peti- a writ of mandamus petition, which is now I want to reiterate that it is a common law writ now. This man, writ of mandamus is a common law writ, and uh, and so it's all on the same page. You're all working with the law itself, not with uh, the de facto codes and everything. You want to stay on point and stay with the with the law itself. So uh, that's how you would go about doing it. Now, whether whether you're going to be successful in a couple of months or nine months or eight months or whatever, remember, murder, there is no statute of limitations, so it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. See, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it took you 10 years to get the common law court set up and also the sheriff to enforce it. You're still, at some point, once you do get it, you will be able to bring charges. Now, see, that people are wanting to do things too fast. Too, you know, They want to do it right now. Well, you can't. Don't worry about it doing it right now. I don't care. She's not in office anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, of course, she's not the one now. She's not the one that fired the shot. Okay? So, now, she she was maybe complicit. She would have been a, a uh, prov- uh, what do you call it, an enabler. She was an enabler. She's not the one that actually committed the crime. So in a common law court, remember, uh, you're not going to be tra- have, you're not going to be able to charge her with the murder only uh, as, as you'd only be able to charge her as an accessory to the, you know, to the fact. So you want to go after the one who actually pulled the trigger and did the murder. That's the one you got to you got to bring for, for murder in a common law court. You can't bring her. Just just bring her for allowing it to occur. That's all. And so that's the way the common law works. The common law court works. It would not it would not entertain what for a second that she was the one who pulled the trigger or was complicit. Only the de facto system does that. We've we've got our minds so um, blown with hearing the way this this system works. You know, an accessory uh, in in this system is also charged with first-degree murder as well as the guy that she pulled the trigger. But that's not the way the common law works. Whoever actually does the crime is the one that pays the the penalty okay, for the crime. Mm-hmm. So now, now if it's a criminal conspiracy where uh, both were 
involved. I don't know how the common law court would look would view that. I don't think they would. I still don't think they would uh, be uh, able to uh, charge the conspirator with actually pulling the trigger. But in this system, the way it works, that's the way it works. They charge everybody that's involved with first-degree murder. And the dumb jurors of today, not knowing any better, not knowing how it really is supposed to work, they just go ahead and convict somebody that maybe not even wasn't even there at the time that pulled the trigger. He was just uh, an enabler. He was the one that went and gave them the gun. You know, Well, that he's not the one that committed the crime. Common law doesn't recognize them as the one committing the crime. So uh, they're an accessory, okay, but they're not the one that committed the crime. So you, so that's why if you're going to bring it before a forum, a common law forum, you're going to have to be sure that you're charging the right charge for the right person. See, the charge has to has to uh, right uh, man or woman. Right. Huh? You can't charge a person with a crime. You can only charge a woman or man with a crime. Well, whatever. You, you understand what I'm saying. You know I know, I mean? but I'm just wondering what I don't, I don't make the distinction. I don't make the distinction between the word person and, and citizen of the United States because there is none. They only use in a different sense. You have, people are going to have to start recognizing that it's not the word itself where the problem lies. It's the sense in, where it's, in, the, in the way it's being used. And, you know, and that's where the problem is. So when you're saying I'm a, I'm a, organic person, that's a completely different type per- person from the person that is a inorganic person or one under the 13th Amendment. Or, or They call them uh, commercial entities is what they're, that's how they've got them. Uh, I think, coined I think as, most as everybody on this call understands that we are conversing here. We are talking back and forth and we are not speaking legalese. We are speaking plain, ordinary, everyday, conversational American English. We're not uh, saying, uh, oh, as used in the following sentence, uh, this word means this and this word means that. And that word. Yes, means but, but you have. But if you're talking about legal things, you have to you have to use it in that way. If you don't, the failure to do that is fatal. You, you you make a mistake if you don't do it the right proper way, see? and that's what we're talking about legal things. We're not talking about street language and you know talking about things on the street. We're not talking that way. We're talking that's legal. Why, that's why I would like the uh, like a preface added to our American Constitution, and that says uh, uh, right at the top, as used here in this Constitution for the United States of America. All words, terms, and phrases shall be readily identified out of any reference <clears throat> to Webster's, uh, Noah Webster's Dictionary of 1828 or any version of the Oxford English Dictionary published prior to 1960. This is to prevent and preclude any waste of time on anybody's part, any waste of time in the courts, any arguments by attorneys. Uh, or other, and any bastardization by uh, these so-called uh, uh, legislative judges who are trying to say, well, uh, speech, freedom of speech means it's okay to burn the flag. It's freedom of expression. No, it isn't. When our founding fathers said freedom of speech, 
they were talking about words uttered out of a man's mouth. Everybody on this call knows that. And it doesn't matter what he says. And, and that's why we've all got to speak the same words, and the words have to mean the same thing. We can't be saying, oh, well, a person is, you know, from the Greek persona, it's somebody wearing a mask. Well, it, w- it would be. Whatever. It would be. That's it would be if it wasn't for the other. Think about it. If the other system didn't exist, if we didn't have two, exist, two systems that exist in the same form, if we didn't have no. that, it, we, it would be easy to do that. But it's not because we have this other system that is actually functioning today. That's so we foreign. I know that. I know it's And it has no place. Foreign systems have no place in this country. Well, it does have a place because it is actually upholding the law today under the common law. No, because it's the terrorists that invaded with their books and their legalese. They're terrorists that invaded with that. Well, it has gone awry, I agree. But they are actually, though, holding – they have assumed the role – of uh, making sure that law and order does prevail on the common law side. If we didn't we have, have that, we would have trouble. That's why it's important for us to recognize and to take our hat off to that system for that reason only. The other part where they're, where they're doing the money thing, the commerce thing, we don't. We're trying to destroy that because it doesn't, it doesn't work properly in a republic. It's not supposed to be here. So that's the only side that we're attacking them on is that commercial side, not on the, not on the side of them uh, taking care of law and order on the common law side. That part, we should take our hat off to them for that because otherwise if they didn't, weren't doing that, we would have real problems. Believe me. Believe me, we would have real problems if it wasn't for that. We have it. Yeah, Five. thank you, Ed Johnston. We do have real problems here, Ed Fife. And, and, I know um, we do. I know we well, do. Well, and I dare say outright anarchy might be preferable to to what's going on uh, with things like in Harney County and um, uh, where they're murdering Lavoie and stuff. You know, you, you, you say they're keeping the, the murderers, uh, uh, they've got, they're enforcing laws against murder and stuff and keeping the peace. Well, I'm sorry, they're probably the biggest murderers uh, gang in, 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 in the whole nation. I know that. I, I'm aware, I'm aware well, of that. I would like it, to it, add it, something it, on a personal note. I know personally what it's like to have attempted murder. I know personally what it's like to have cops try to beat you to death. I personally know what it's like to have the jail and the sheriff poison you. I'm living it. And I know what it's like when I get my life threatened that if I keep proceeding the way I'm doing and educating people on the facts, they're going to assassinate me, and I've been told that by people in high places. I even have it on record from senators and House of Representatives on record telling me, Ed, you keep rocking the boat, you're doing it with the Democratic Party, and tell them to take the Democratic uh, uh, Bible and shove it up their ass to take it back to England. They're going to assassinate you. And this is on record. Been there, done it, living this as well. All right? But, see, I will not back off from what my education and knowledge and exactly what the bloodline is. Because a man among his bloodline means a hell of a lot where people don't realize what your bloodline truly does mean with your family connections. You know? And I'm living it, man. I've poisoned. I've been through this stuff. There's people on this call very well know what I've gone through. But your, bloodline means nothing, but, but your bloodline means nothing to this de facto. You're system. wrong. 
You are absolutely wrong. Okay. If your bloodline goes back in the royalty structure in this country, it goes back to the other side, to the other structure, and they do enforce it, and including the Pope does. The Pope is a devil. I preach the Pope is a devil. I call this soul out, okay, because the Pope is enduring these uh, rape, robbing, and pillaging. Well, then it's always and your bloodline does matter. It does matter, but I'm telling you that yours does not matter unless you're part of them in this system. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Well, uh, my bloodline says that I'm the 13th great-grandchild of King James who wrote the devil's book. That's fine. That's fine. But No, it's but not getting, fine. It's the devil's book. It, wrote, it was written to control people. Well, you understand what I'm saying. The system will not... They do not recognize anybody's bloodline because it is multi-culty and it, it, it doesn't look at anybody's bloodline as meaning nothing. Boy, and have you ever been in law enforcement? Do you know how they do the research on you? <laughs> well, well, that's different. Law enforcement, yeah, that's, that's in secret. <laughs> different. That's in secret. That's all in secret. I know what you're talking about, but that's in secret. They don't. They don't. I'm talking about openly. They're not going to openly recognize your bloodline and what it means and all that stuff. It's not 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 openly. They they do secretly recognize their own, and maybe the police recognizes it and that kind of thing. But they do not recognize it openly to the the majority of the population. Not like when you have your common law system working or your republic working actually is what we're talking about. When it's working properly, yes, the whole system openly recognizes everyone for who they are and where they come from, their their lineage and bloodline. Yes, absolutely. If you go to uh, if you go to if you go to Bouvier's Law Dictionary, for example, which is the only law dictionary that was recognized by a lawful Congress uh, if you go there and you look up the words sang- sanguine- sanguinity and affinity, you'll find that when you go to court, you cannot sit on a court on a, as a ju- as a juror unless you can prove up your lineage to a certain degree, and that degree is like the seventh degree or fifth or sixth, something like that degree. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you don't sit as a juror, so that's one of the qualifications, and it takes a long time. When you come in there, you better have your lineage already to 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 prove up your lineage to be a juror. Because if you can't, then they'll just throw you out and look for somebody else. See, because everybody has a right to have the juror of their peers, uh, meaning also uh, a juror of their own lineage, also, and so that's why they do that in court. And so you 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 are not going to be recognized in this system because they don't recognize anybody. That's why they push for mixing of the races and all that kind of stuff. They don't care about Jews. What, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all what your lineage is. Only what matters is their lineage, the ones who are in control, like the Jews, like you're saying. They they care about it, but nobody else does. They, they won't recognize yours. So in order to get back to that time, which is very, very vital that we do, to where where our lineage will be recognized for what we are and who we are, 
we've got to bring back the enforcement arm of our republic, and that enforcement arm enforcement arm happens to be through a common law court. That's where it's at. That's why the framers set up the judiciary was so that people would have a place to get redress from the legislative branch and the executive branch of government. That's where it, why it was all done. However, the attorneys, not not the lawyers that, that actually worked with the law, the organic law, but the attorneys, or the, I call them solicitors because that's really what they are, they're the ones Rabbi, up, baby penis blood they're the ones yeah they're the ones who set up this phony baloney system, and so in order to get around it, you cannot herpes you cannot just stand idly by and allow their default process, and that's what it is it's a default process. they look at everybody and view everybody the same for the purposes of their system, for purposes of convenience, and the purposes of expediency. That's why they do that. And if you don't speak up for yourself to say, to rebut their presumption, okay, if you don't speak up, then they will just see you, they will not see you any different than anybody else that comes before them. And that includes not only in court, that includes in every phase and Department of Government, the way it is, the way it works today. Ed? Yeah? Are, are you familiar with um, 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 Ms. Cox, uh, Shauna Cox's uh, eight-page counter-complaint? Are you talking to me? Yeah. I, I haven't read it. I know that there that, that some that she had written one, but I didn't. I haven't read it. Okay, well, um, and, and this goes to Ed Johnston too, and everybody. Um, the she has some. She either herself or she's in contact with people that have good legal knowledge, good good law knowledge, to be more precise. Um, the the she's talking about the concept of the next friend. And, and and the venue, yeah. which, which relates to the veins and the bloodline issues that both Ed and you guys were talking about here. And, mm-hmm. stuff. and, and see, this gets into our courts, and it, and it also gets into another issue of the concept of compugators and, and, and the point of due process of law as articulated in Article 1, Section 10 of Oregon's Constitution, that that justice is to be made quickly. Because justice delayed is justice denied. And so in reasonably quick and efficient manners, we can follow the, the, the basic requirements of due process justice of Justice was invented by um, the Freemasons. Good. Could I finish my thought, please? Um, um, we, 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 we have authority. I don't know. Can I finish my thought, please? Oh, what about we, the Freemasons? We, we have authority to assemble our own juries, either from the the defendant or the complaining party. We have authority. What if the jury's all Freemasons? Will you you shut up or I'm going to meet you, New York? And Freemasons have no authority in this country. They're the devil. You shifting something, Thomas Ed? What about the transvestite judge with with the wig? 
Go ahead. Wearing a Charles. He's, 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 he's jerking off under his robe while... I muted him, Ed. Thanks for that suggestion. I'm apprehensive Thank about you, it. because I want you to finish what you're saying. Then we can let him put his piece in. But tell then, finish. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and we will allow you to talk, New York, but not over people when there's a subject on the floor. Um, um, thank you, Ed. Um, um, yeah, we've got the right to assemble our own juries. Uh, and th- 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 this is rooted in the more ancient English common law, and I believe even early American common law in the townships in New England and stuff did this, Ed. Um, um, and, 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 and see, it's very organic and very decentralized, and, and the only requirement is, is to invite the opposing party, the de facto, to, 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 to call forth his jurors. See, at, at that point, the concept of jurors were just witnesses from the community that are familiar with the events, factual issues, and that's all a trial is, is a trial of the facts and to decide what's God's holy justice in response to what actually happened on the ground, in the facts, in the situation, in the community. And so when you understand that, and, and, and either the defendant or the complaining party starts assembling their own witnesses as their own jurists, and, and, and the other opposing party is sitting back and just saying nothing and just uh, uh, relying on big money or whatever, um, um, uh, then, then the good people, the oppressed common people, have the right to pull together their next friends, like uh, uh, um, uh, Shauna Cox is talking about in her eight-page document, to bring forth those from her own venue jurisdiction, uh, to, to, to defend our people following due process of law, which, which due process of law is the worst enemy of tyrants and the despots. That's why they never follow it. That's why they have what they call jury control mechanisms, unquote, because, because they want to manipulate the, the conscience of the jury instead of uh, allowing it to, to expand freely, to focus on all the facts and issues relevant to the complaint before the court, and, and thereby decide what is right before God in response thereto. Is this a legitimately stated complaint, or is, is this just bogus smoke and mirrors by a malicious prosecutor? Issues like that. Well, they've, actually, they've actually changed the due process. You know, for like, the, like the, the due process is, is a cosmic concept, Ed Fife. Um, um, they, they, they have they have colorably purported to change it, like they've colorably purported to make county courts and courts of justice inferior to their Roman civil jurisdiction. This is one more of the attorneys smoke and mirrors BS. But when you really understand what due process of law means, common law and law of the land, it's all the same, and it's all about principles rather than statutory footnotes, then you've got the horsepower to go ahead and tap into the justice of the principles involved any dang time you want, and you can disregard all statutes related thereto and and bad case law related thereto also. Right. Well, their system, their system of due process has been accomplished through tradition and usage. That's how, that's how they've done it. It's not well, necessarily law. You're right. You're right. Largely nefarious and malicious motives. Well, certainly. Certainly. The, the attorneys have done it. The solicitors. They've done it. But, see, the point is is that since, since it has been done for so long, 
that the people out there don't know what the real, if the real thing was to come along, they wouldn't recognize it, and they would reject it thinking that, well, wait a minute, this is a new concept. I don't know that this would work. So that's why the people continue to follow this devilish system to to their to their demise because they don't know any other way. They've been never been taught the opposite side. So that's why a lot of education needs to, to occur. In no, order no, no, to read. Yeah, yeah. Can I jump in there? There's yeah. a point here that's pivotal that I'd like to share. Uh-huh. That that's the, if if we do what I'm saying by assembling our jurors from our own communities, like the people that are hanging around on this phone call. Um, if we assemble our own jurors to do, to, issue, to say that Ammon Bundy and Pete Santilli and Shauna Cox and the others are innocent and not guilty, and these are the reasons why, type up seven or eight pages explaining it in idiot-proof detail, and have 12 of those eight-page documents, each signed uh, uh, with a red thumbprint, um, by, by 12 different jurists, and at that point, all the stupid people that have any concern whatsoever will read our verdicts, and, and they'll start coming up to speed, and it'll be an education process right there, while we've also got Santilli and, and, and Bundy and, and Cox all out of jail at the same time, hopefully. Well, if we do that, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't Anybody know. hear me? Any good effect? Yeah, did yeah. you bring back New York? Well, uh, he's he's kind of uh, bumping back in. Uh, is there any objections to my bringing back in New York? No, no, bring him back in. Let him finish. We talk about the guy jerking off and stuff. We have I have an answer for him. Well, well, he, he I, I I muted him when he started interrupting again uh, for just a moment, and and he he got short and and hung up, and so um, uh, if he calls back in. I'll I'll line back in, but we didn't okay, respond. I thought people were supposed to be adults instead of children, but anyhow, go well, ahead. I thought so, too, and I, I was kind of hoping that we could actually see if there might be some merit uh, um, um, hidden within his... Um, I um, think he was an agent provocateur, Charles. Well, chances are really big of that, but I like to exhaust the pathway of peace with everybody before I render a negative judgment. He was interrupting the train of thought anyway. All right, all right. Well, floor's open, then. It looks like we're dwindling down here, fellas. Dead air. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody out there, let me let me say this. If anybody out there wants some help to start in your county or start in Haney County, whatever, to get your process going, I'll be more than willing to help you uh, to do so. And uh, if you want my phone number, I don't mind giving you my phone number. I don't know if everybody has it or not, but if you don't, uh, my phone number is 972. Wait till you get some pencil. 972-598-3152. That's 972-598. Three one five two, and I can help you to put together uh, the petition uh, that you need to. Uh, actually, you don't have to have a petition to go before the commissioner's court. You just need to go and speak. You got to set up a. You got to. I think they 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 uh, want you to call them a week ahead of time or something like that, so that you can get on the on the docket to speak or the the agenda to speak or whatever. 
And then after that, uh, they, they don't require a petition. However, I, I suggested that you should probably take a petition down there, uh, file, have two copies of the petition uh, file stamped by their secretary, because they all have a secretary, have the secretary stamp them in for you, and then have copies, find out how many how many uh, commissioners you have, and make sure you have plenty of copies to give to all the commissioners uh, so when you're speaking, when you're speaking before the body. And make sure that when that secretary stamps those two copies, you keep one and let and, keep, and give her one. Let her have one and you take one. And then the others you give to the commissioner so that while you're speaking on the subject, they can be reading your petition. And, uh, and it'll be more formal that way if you do it that way. So if you want to do it that way, now that petition is not going to be the same petition now that you're going to file for the writ of mandamus before your uh, state Supreme Court. You're, you're going to have to file it. Uh, it's going to have to be rewritten. However, the petition that you write up for the commissioners, will some of the wording can be used in the other petition as well. So it'll so you'll be partly doing the work that you're going to have to do with the Supreme Court when you do it for the commissioners court. Okay, but it's, it is going to have to be changed up because you're not asking the commissioners for a writ of mandamus. You're asking the state Supreme Court for that. All you're asking the commissioners for is for them to fund, set up. Or indicate a building. You know, you might they may have a building in your in your community in your county that's not being used. Or if it is, it doesn't matter because there are the courts that that are operating today are not. They don't work every single day. They don't. They, they only operate and have court on certain days. And so, if you can find a court that uh, a common law court can be set up in. You should tell the commissioners that you've already done your research and you know where you could have the common law court, uh, in what building and on what days. And if the commissioners would just set a time, I mean, go ahead and condone the operation of the, the, the common law court that it could operate in said building, whatever building that is, and that said time. You can do that. See, so you got to, and the other thing you got to make sure you do is make sure you have good reason. To have the common law court reset up, and that's what I put in that document. Uh, some of the reasons, and, and that's why we need to sit and talk about other reasons that we can put into uh, that uh, uh, presentation before the commissioner's court, uh, so that we'll have a solid reason to have the common law court reestablished. And when you, when you bring all that up, remember that record of that hearing. Uh, is going to go to the state Supreme Court if they refuse. It'll go before the state Supreme Court to be reviewed and to make a decision as to whether that court is going to issue the, writ, the two writs of mandamus, the one for the common law court and the one for the sheriff. And if they refuse to do it, if the Supreme Court refuses to issue the writ, then now you're going to carry it into the federal appellate realm uh, for rights violations, your state Supreme Court has re refused uh, things that you have a right to have, and so that's when you're going to go into the appellate jurisdiction to argue the, uh, up to the United States Supreme Court if necessary, if, if it's necessary. I don't think it will be. I think you'll probably make, only make it to your circuit court uh, of, your, um, of the state uh, or of the district in which you're in. 
uh, you should only be able to, I mean, have to go that far. But if that appellate court decides or that circuit court decides that it's a hot potato and they don't want to touch it and they don't want to, you know, make a ruling on it and they pass it on to the Supreme Court, they can actually pass it on themselves. You don't have to carry it to the Supreme Court. They can actually uh, say, well, we're going to uh, issue this to the Supreme Court and let them make the decision. Uh, Can I jump in on you there? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Um, um, I just posted two links in, in the chat window. Um, uh, one's to a YouTube video where I confronted the Clackamas County Commissioners about the very issues that you've been discussing. Okay. And um, um, the, uh, the second link is to um, um, a document, um, um, 30-some pages, that um, um, I mailed to the commissioners and to the county legal counsel um, um, before uh, I, I, may, I made that appearance that's recorded in the 13-minute YouTube video that I linked to. And, and to build thereon, uh, um, um, as uh, the video explains and um, 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 uh, the emergency mandamus notice to the um, county commissioners. Um, um, the the process for for bringing forth common law jurisdiction through our local county courts is much much simpler and much less burdensome than than the process which you described, which I dare suggest is is largely under the influence of Roman civil municipal law. I don't think you you, you fully comprehend how how the the people in their local communities have full authority through the townships and the precincts to take over their counties in a grassroots bottom up manner without a whole lot of rigmarole at the county level or especially at the higher state or federal levels. Yes, well, I agree with that. I agree that the people do, but see, Charles, it, the point is is that the de facto system, uh, the question comes up that it, whether the de facto system will recognize what you do. See, if it was a common law, if we had our republic working, think about it, if we had our republic working and it was working properly, then what you're saying would fly with flying colors. See, but it's not going to fly with this, de facto system because they're not going to recognize it. So that's why I say somebody in the state has to force them to recognize it because they're not going to recognize it willingly, say. Uh, are you familiar with the concept that they don't give advisory opinions? There has to be a real case in controversy before the court? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, if we build it from the grassroots, bottom-up manner, then we've got, and, and, we're, and we're adjudicating cases, and, and they're failing to respect our cases, then we've got real jurisdictional issues to, to present to their de facto system. But, uh, but, but what you're talking about, without exercising it and actually putting it into motion, is merely theoretical. And they're going to throw it in the trash can like they do all the time with every issue of significance like we try to bring before them. They will. I, I understand the, the lower level will, uh, Charles. I've already said that. They will say, hell no, we're not going to do that. But you don't let that affect your mind. Or, or your agenda, because you're, all you're wanting to do is get the no from them so that you can carry it on to the higher power, see? That's right, right. But, but when we've got people 
willing to risk their lives like Lavoy Finicum and, uh, and, and the militia people that were over there that, that are ready to risk their lives to stand up for what is right within their own local common law county and precinct level jurisdictions and and um uh and 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 gunplay goes down like happened with Lavoy and all of a sudden gee whiz one of the real jackbooted Nazis all of a sudden got shot instead of just honorable patriots being murdered here all the time well gee whiz then we got a real case in controversy that's not theoretical before the court and it's their fault because we've been trying to contact them, and 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 we already adjudicated it within our jurisdiction from with a unanimous jury trial verdict that is recognized as supreme by the Seventh Amendment and stuff like that. And um, um, at that point, we're, we're we're grasping the power. We're taking a firm hold of it. We have seized it, like in the common law concept of land title says and seized. It, it's. It's grasped with the masculine firmness that referred to in the Declaration of Independence instead of just uh, theoretical discussions that they, they consistently smoke and mirrors us on. Right. As long as you have a way to enforce it, see, that's the problem. You have to be well, able that's, to enforce that, it. That, that's easier than the judicial jurisdiction. Once, once our judicial people, our, our justices of the peace, in each precinct within every county, and there's 120 precincts in Clackamas County here, and so we start electing our justices of the peace, and, and, and each justice of the peace has, has the power under his jurisdiction to to appoint, uh, pro tem anyway, until it proper elections can be done, uh, uh, peace officers for each of the township jurisdictions under his precinct jurisdiction. And at that point, those guys got the right to print up their own badges and pack their own guns on their own hips. And, and, and guess what? Oregon statutes say that if a peace officer arrests you, even if he's wrong, you're not supposed to resist arrest. You're supposed to go with him peaceably to the court, the magistrate, to, to settle it over there instead of resisting arrest from a certified peace officer. And so we need our peace officers certified and our justices of the peace certified so that we can really argue about the legal issues instead of just who's, who's got the most firepower. Do you comprehend how it's all decentralized? This is the original common law plan that's very ancient here that we're tapping into. It's still part of our American constitutional system. Right. I understand it. I understand it. It's just that I don't. I don't you, you've got you've got this other system out there that that number one don't even know about the old system. They never they never lived during the time when that system was functioning. They know about it. They 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 know the biblical roots of this a decentralized system uh, better than we do. Schweitzer said this kind of stuff. In one prominent case, um, uh, Schweitzer said that that, um, um, uh, that there was a three-panel group of judges or something that were talking, and, and they were interacting with a patriot somewhere. It's in Schweitzer's video. They said one of their big kind of nervous questions before the patriots was, what are the constables going to do? <laughs> They're afraid of the constables. You know that? Because well, constables, constables are not even supposed to be involved in the criminal side anyway. You're wrong. The criminal constables are executive officers with more true constitutional horsepower. Well, than they, they can. Police they officers. can. Yes, they can. They can be. Uh, they can be. Uh, 
deputized. No, 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 no. The the constable is the first uh, level of election in the township jurisdiction. Every 10 qualified electors in every 10 households has the right to elect their own common law peace officer constable. Yeah, but see, they're on the civil side, though. They're supposed to be on the civil side. There is no civil in the common law township. It's all pure common law. Yeah, here in Texas, the constable's not the sheriff, but the constables were the civil side. They were the civil service. They were the ones that went out and and uh, issued uh, writs to people for lawsuits on the civil side. They didn't do the criminal side. Well, uh, not to say they can't. See, not to say they can't. They can, but well, I'm just saying that that's the way it was. Well, the, this is where the smoke and mirrors lawyers come in because they they give they, they, the constables are already supposed to be existing under common law, but but they give them yeah. a limited jurisdiction civil municipal franchise, and they make a whole bunch of smoke and mirrors about the little dinky privilege they gave them, and everybody thinks that that's all they got is the stupid ass little dinky privilege when they got all this real common law horsepower to pull to to pull guns on people and point them at them, and and if they don't uh, uh, stop breaching the peace, then the town constable's got the right to pull the trigger. Yeah, they do. They do, but they have to be deputized by the sheriff because the sheriff. No, 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 no. It comes. It comes grassroots, bottom up, from the ten qualified electors in every t- every township. Well, you understand what I'm saying. That was the original position. That's the way they worked here when I was a kid. But that, that's, that's all they ever did. That's part and of the evil a... Roman scheme that we need to break free from, Ed. Well, I don't see any any problem with the sheriff being the top uh, enforcement arm. In, in the because county. you don't understand the difference between Roman civil top-down authoritarian law and grassroots bottom-up common law. Well, what's wrong with that? I mean, everybody says the sheriff is the highest. The, 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 the very concept of federalism, federalism is about maximum reasonable decentralization of power. You've got to decentralize the power. You can't allow the top-down authoritarian structure to centralize power like the Roman emperor does under the Roman Empire slave trading jurisdiction. That's where all the problems come from. When you do it grassroots bottom up and you view all the common people, like Ed Johnstone was saying, as having the right to pack guns and shoot people if they mess with each other, then you got real common law grassroots bottom up accountability happening instead of this top down authoritarianism crap. Okay. It sound reasonable to you? I guess so. I mean, it, it you know on the on the enforcement side, you know, as long as as long as the the common law system has an enforcement arm, whether it be the constable, the sheriff, or whoever, then you know, as long as they're supposed to be there, you know, according to the original setup of the republic. Uh, it doesn't really matter who's there, just as long as somebody's there to enforce the orders of that common law court. Because the, I mean, it can order until it's blue in the face. But if they don't yeah. have a, if they don't have an officer to go out and enforce it, what good is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're on the same page, Ed. But but yeah. but you realize we got all kinds of frustrated militia people that are that are just itching for some traction. 
you know, and if we deputize them under posse comitatus and, and start moving them into the position of peace officers in their own local townships, and, and those of us with some legal skills start assuming the offices of justices of the peace at the precinct level, then we can provide judicial cover for our common law peace officers that are our militia people that are ready to rock and roll on all of this. I guess, but you know what? Did you know that the militia, uh, according to the original law, was not supposed to be set up uh, until, or, or no, it was supposed to be set up under the auspices and guidance of the, the President of the United States. And well, so, that may be part of Roman civil municipal law. No, no, not, no, no, that's the original law. I'm talking about original law. That's the way it is originally. That's the way it was supposed to be. So I don't that, know that's under civil municipal law. Uh, that, that's not under common law. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, too. Go look it up. Go look it up. It, it's there. The, 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 all the militias were supposed to be only set up or not set up. They can set themselves up, but the, the president of the United States is the one who gives guidance and tells them where they where they're needed and how they're needed and all that kind of stuff. That's that that undermines the, the sovereignty of the states and the counties, Ed. Well, it sounds like it does, and I, and I kind of think it does too. But that's the way it was originally done. I don't, you know, I that it was done under Roman civil municipal law. That's how a Roman empire would be governed by the Roman emperor that's organizing all the slaves to be obedient slaves. Well, that's something we'd have to look into on that part of it. But, but well, I, the, the, but, the but U.S. I, Constitution just, document is a document of Roman civil municipal law, Ed. Okay, but see, I, my position is is that we just need one uh, arm, like the sheriff in each county, to be the ones who are forced to, to enforce the rules. I mean, the orders of of the uh, Common law court, see, and that's all. Are, 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 this is, and, and I hate to dominate the conversation. There's other worthy people here too, but but there's important legal concepts, and I appreciate being able to cross swords with you here, uh, uh, Ed. Steel sharpened steel. Um, um, Oregon statutes have codified uh, clearly a number of really profound common law principles. And and one of those is that 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 the common law principle that a common law justice of the peace, uh, a common law judicial officer, a county judge, um, uh, has authority to move out of his court and his jurisdiction and into other jurisdictions and to essentially take his court with him, uh, his regal retinue. If you look Black's Law Dictionary, the um, um, uh, definition of the, of the word court is, is um, uh, I'm paraphrasing, um, the suit of the sovereign wherever he may travel. And so, and so the sovereign is the judicial officer that is commanding the court to, to, to follow him and to administer justice wherever they may go. It, 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 these are common law roots that are recognized in modern Oregon statutory law, and I dare say that of the other states. Um, and it's extremely powerful because... Um, 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 uh, the statutes also recognize that that judicial officer has authority to 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 direct p 
peace officers, constables, to to point guns at people if necessary, to arrest people, to summon people, to use whatever force is necessary in the furtherance of the cause of justice under law. Okay, so we got all the horsepower at our fingertips if we just do it in grassroots, bottom-up fashion from our townships and our precincts here, Ed, in our counties. Well, uh, put it into put it into I mean, imply, apply it and see what happens. That's the only thing we can do. You know, it's just to try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm gonna. I, I've I've I, I feel guilty about not being able to go through your 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 fine six page document here. Is it six or eight? Uh, but um, uh, I'm gonna go through it and I'm gonna glean out. I'm glad you sent it in both PDF and other format here. And I'm going yeah. to glean out the essential elements. I'm going to copy and paste from your ODF format uh, uh, document uh, your main points, and I'm going to build on them there under so that you and I can can, can kind of provide a, a bicameral focal focus on on what we have consensus on, um, um, and and where we may differ a little bit, and and I'll, I'll try to work up a summary and have it uh, together before um, uh, whenever we're scheduling our next conference here, so that so that we can we can address these important issues of how to form not only our county level common law courts, but see it's all common law, so the same basic principles apply to each of the precincts they're under. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of that, a lot of that document, uh, you'll have to. A lot of it is, I guess, the majority of it really is is uh, history. So that the and I and I and I know I know everybody's at a different level of understanding of all the other subjects, and so I said, well, I'm just going to start with the basics and work up, you know, in a kind of an overview of of the of the situation. So that they will have a good understanding of why why I came to the idea of you know taking it taking it to both the uh, county commissioners and then to the uh, judi- uh, the Supreme Court of your state uh, because uh, it really it's the only way that I can see where government can force government. Where we we can't force government to do nothing, so we have to get government to force government to do something. See, that's the difference. We can't. Yeah, force and the difference nothing. is, we the people are the government. We have elected and public servants, not a government. Yes, I know that, but 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 the system that's functioning is not our system. It is foreign and alien to our way of life, to our republic. So when you go to a foreign system, go. Go to China and tell them that they're going to set up a republic and see what happens to your head. They, republic of China. Yeah. Yeah. Try try to go try to go tell them that they'll set up a republic uh, uh, similar in nature to the one that our framers set up and find out what happens to you if you do that. See, that's what I'm telling you is that you can't go to a foreign body that's foreign to your way of life and get them to do nothing. You have to use them against themselves you use you use their their system against them and that's the only way you can do it you know it's like the old saying uh playing both ends against the middle now not you got to be careful because it could backfire on you but in this case this is a way the only way that we can 
can force our stuff to be recognized in a foreign system. I don't see any other way. I mean, if you guys know of another way, please tell me, because I don't, I don't know of another way. I've tried, and I've strained my brain trying to figure out how we ourselves can make this foreign system recognize our existence and rights to an inheritance in this land. They have taken it over, similar, sort of in a way, as a, um, uh, as a uh, what do you call it, a conquering in a way, they've conquered it. Not, not, not legally they didn't conquer it. They've conquered it only because of their numbers and because of their systems and their organization and everything. They've, worked, they've, they've conquered it in that way. But, and so once they get it to where they want it, and they're making big money and they're doing well off of that system, how in the world are you going to come and say, look, we have a right here too, so you need, you're going to have to recognize our rights and our birthrights and all that stuff. That They're just going to laugh at you. So the only other choice you have is to play the system against the system. That's the only way we're ever going to get anywhere because they're not going to recognize us. Even though we do have the highest rights to be here and, and the highest birthright here, it doesn't make any difference. A foreign power is not going to recognize that. They all yeah, yeah. Can, can, can we show the microphone back and forth a little bit here? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Um, um, th- th- this is to bring it back to pragmatic concerns, current concerns, the, the, the Oregon standoff and the upcoming trial of, of Ammon Bundy and, and, and the others uh, here in the Portland Federal Court. See, we've got... We've got a real-world situation where we can bounce out of the theoretical discussions here and really get down to applying some real-world uh, 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 um, uh, situation example for, for how our theoretical discussions should actually be implemented. Okay, and justice delayed is justice denied. That's why we need to quickly and efficiently frame our own criminal counter complaints based upon um, 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 what uh, uh, Shauna Cox and others have put forth and, and go stomping in there to the federal court building at their next hearing with, with enough patriotic jurors to at least make sure that any jury properly formed in therein um, um, can, can, can be formed immediately and promptly. See, justice delayed is justice denied. We, we're ready to rock and roll right now. We want to talk about the real issues. We've got jurors that are ready to move forward. Please, prosecuting attorneys, why don't you bring in any jackbooted Nazis that you think are qualified electors to sit on their jury also? And we'll adjudicate both of those issues at the same time about who's really following due process of law as jurists and, and as prosecutors. And, 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 and we'll talk about that. Bring in KATU television at the same time, and we'll see who is the weasels and, and who is proceeding in good faith and who's manipulating and, and smoking mirrors and trying to serve their own self-serving agenda here. See, they're creatures of darkness. They fear the light. And when a common law jury really starts being called forth uh, within the parameters of the republic to follow due process of law, 
then all the smoke and mirrors get broke, and, and, and the, the, the mirrors get broke, and, and the smoke evaporates. And it all becomes real clear, and we focus on who's the real criminal in the room. Is it Lavoie, uh, 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 Finicum, and, and Ammon Bundy, and the others, or Gee Whiz? Maybe Kate Brown's the criminal. Maybe, maybe those federal prosecutors and FBI agents are criminals. Gee whiz. Can, we, can, we, can the jury arrive at a, at a unanimous conclusion about who the real stinking cr- criminals are here? These are the kind of issues that we need to drag kicking and screaming before the courts and before the television cameras. Then we'll achieve the fame and the notoriety and, and, and the mass education and support that, that we rightfully deserve. That is our claim, just heritage from our bloodlines that Ed Johnstone talks about. Well, going before the media is, is really a plight into futility because you know that anything you do before the media is going to be twisted and warped completely out of shape to where it doesn't even doesn't even have any meaning whatsoever to to the original purpose of you going towards them, going to them, you know? We, we've got YouTube videos, Ed. We, 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 when, that, that, it, it, yeah, Santilli showed it well. Allow me to finish, please. When, yeah. when, when, when we start posting our feeds and our spin on what's happening uh, 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 in, 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 in the points of conflict... When we do that, we set the narrative, and the big, fat, stupid, institutionalized news media, they respond to the narrative that we have framed instead of the other way around. Well, generally, they don't respond at all. They just ignore yeah, They do, too. They did, they, they did to put Stan Tilly and a number of the others that, that were happening right down there in Harney County. So, so you're saying that the media did respond to all that? Yeah, yeah well, somewhat. They, they, they still they tried to, to spin it with their own uh, 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 spins. But um, uh, uh, Pete Santilli and, and others were, were, were doing a lot of really good work that, that the, 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 the big, ugly corporate news media, that they were not controlling it. They, in large part, probably about two-thirds of the time, they were responding to, to other things. That, that the patriotic reporters were, were, were putting out through the internet and the YouTube videos and stuff. Uh, well, I hope something can get done about that because it's it's a terrible tragedy for America. I mean, not not only just for Oregon, but for the whole of the country. For something yeah. like that to occur, you know, and for us to sit idly by and do nothing is even more tragic. Mm-hmm. That that adds. Uh, uh, insult to injury is what it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of thinking um, um, this has been a really good conference. I think we covered a lot of really important fundamental points here. Um, uh, I think online we've only got Ed Johnston and Jim Bleakley and Ed Fife um, uh-huh. uh, and myself. Um, um, I, I'm kind of thinking about uh, when we should try to schedule another conference, fellas. Do you guys or other concluding comments here? I, I'm kind of thinking about winding down. Um, Ed Johnston and um, uh, Jim, you guys? Yeah, I've got a question for you, Charles. Um, yeah, Jim. Have we, has anybody made any headway on uh, the habeas corpus 
situation. You know, um, we used the term power and force equally on a previous call, and um, that's what it's going to take. So how are we going to uh, drive these miscreants in the Supreme Court into uh, uh, actually doing a habeas corpus on these folks, honoring that process? Well, um, I, I think our primary focal point at this point is is the Portland Fed Court rather than Oregon or national Supreme Courts. Well, then let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think um, habeas corpus can uh, uh, either um, um, be used and um, um, be worked into our main criminal counter complaint, or else it could be uh, composed as a separate document. Well, I don't know how we'd file a criminal complaint against them unless... Um uh, they had already refused to um, answer a writ of habeas corpus. Well, we can we can we can uh, bring forth a criminal complaint by just building upon the, for just one example the eight-page uh, uh, criminal counter suit of Shauna Cox. Have you had a chance to look at that, Jim? No, sir. Okay, well, I'll try to um, find web links for that, or, or at least send you guys uh, web yeah, links I'm looking to forward that. to read it. Huh? Who is she trying to get that complaint before, uh, Charles? She filed it as a, as a counter complaint in the Portland Fed Court. In what in what court? Portland Federal District Court. Oh, Federal she filed District. it defending herself. Well, and and the group. Well, yeah, but the group comes after her initial filing. The group came after initial filing. She had to file herself first. Well, that's why I'm, I'm waiting to read she's, it. She, she's proceeding on behalf of all of her... Uh, co- I know, uh, I know. Co- Are you going to send me a copy of it? Yeah, yeah, I will, Eddie, and it's good to have you um, uh, sharing and constructive criticism with us on all of this here. I'll, I'll send all three of you fellows here. Looking forward to it. All right, all right. Uh, any ideas on when we should do our next conference? Go ahead. Does she have? Does she have a? Does she, does she have a case number yet set for the federal district? Yeah, court? yeah. And in fact, does anybody know how to get into the Pacer system? That would be really nice to be able to access. No, I don't. But but you can go before. I think the district courts all have on their website. I think they have a list of the cases that that are. are currently uh, pending. Okay. Uh, I'll type in the chat window here um, uh, the case number, um, and after I get it typed, I'll, I'll, I'll speak it here. Because uh, um, if you've got case, case number, you have to follow uh, what actually happens. 3-16. Yeah, I'm not in your window, so. Okay, well, I, I'm speaking it as we talk here, Ed. Um, C or case number three dash one six dash C R dash zero 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 five one dash B R. Yeah, it's in the chat window. 
Um, okay. And uh, reading it again, I've got case number 3-16-CR-00051-2. Dash BR. Wonder what BR stands for. I got no idea. BR was criminal. I know yeah, what that yeah. is, but I don't know what BR is. Maybe that's a judge's initials or something. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Yeah, yeah. The typo probably should be BS. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. BR is close yeah, to BS, yeah. isn't it? Do you, do you guys got any feelings on uh, when we should try to schedule another conference? Well, you, you're going to have to have a little time to uh, write up something and to uh, ponder and, you know, all that. So probably not real soon, I don't think. Well, well, my notes from other things, and I got notes scattered all over the place. I'm a bit disorganized. I need a good woman around here. You guys don't know any single women that are patriotic, do you? Uh, uh, anyway, um, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but they're across the country. They're not. They're not. Yeah, really yeah, far. yeah. But um, 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 uh, my notes scattered around. Uh, I believe there's a court hearing scheduled for the 26th, which would be Friday of next week. I'm ready to rock and roll on going in there and claiming uh, the judicial power of a, a judicial officer in the state of Oregon. And I, I, I'd like to push the envelope on, uh, in front of that judge um, um, to, to, to claim that, that Bundy and Santilli and Cox uh, and the others, they're, they're all from our venue. And mm-hmm. they're under a motion for change of venue. Uh, you, 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 your uh, civil municipal de facto court is beyond the limits of its statutory jurisdiction. You guys, under the Sixth Amendment, we're, the crimes are supposed to be uh, tried under state jurisdiction, state and uh, and local uh, districts. Uh, Lee Schweitzer says says federal courts only have criminal jurisdiction under Title 18. Well, the, the, the Title 18 federal court's jurisdiction is only uh, applies on military bases. That's what what Schweitzer said. If it's not a military base, then then they don't. They, they see they're limited to their 10 mile square jurisdiction, and they've got no civil or or general criminal jurisdiction according to the within the intent uh, the intent of the Sixth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. They're limited there. Does that make sense? You know, the Sixth Amendment says uh, every crime shall be tried in the state and the district in which the crime shall have occurred. Right. 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 Well, that means that means they, they they can't just go in and establish a federal jurisdiction within the state. They, they, uh, because that's not the way. That, that's not well, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking that whenever you remember that was the very argument that you're making there that they had with John F. Kennedy. Remember when they when the state was saying, "Wait a minute, he may be federal, but the but the char- but the crime committed was committed in our state, and so we have jurisdiction over it." See? Yeah, that's a legitimate argument. I'm uh, I didn't know if that's the forty point, but that goes to the whole thing about uh, yeah. uh, Garrison in Louisiana that that, that was yeah. doing his own investigation down there of other aspects that were over in Louisiana that were related to Kennedy's assassination. 
Right, but notice what happened though. The the feds did take that, your that, that, that's the exact criminal thing. And and see at that point the the the, the, the modern day linkage between um, um, uh, Harney County and, and Lavoie Finnegan's murder and, and the Bundy trial in, in, in Portland, that links to the Kennedy assassination because it's the same criminal usurpation of federal jurisdiction yep. that, 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 that happened with Kennedy. Yep, it's exactly the same. Let's see, we can capitalize on that. And when we start raising those kind of flags and connecting those kind of dots, people are going to go, wait a second. These don't just sound like radical crazies. Kennedy was a Democrat. He was for the people. Oh, gee whiz, we got a problem here. Yeah. Well, you see what the feds did, though. They took his body, and they took the evidence, and they did everything. They took complete control of it, even though the state of Texas had control of that because crime was committed in the state. Well, and this kind of dovetails to what's going on with Scalia, um, because they're 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 they they're taking the body and 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 hiding it and 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 usurping a jurisdiction that's unnatural, so that nobody can see what's going on, and there's no proper public investigation of what's going on. Right. Did you see Charles with respect to uh, Judge Scalia? Uh, I should say Justice Scalia, I say. Um, his son supposedly came out and said, uh, we are absolutely certain that he died of natural causes. That didn't even sound like anything I've ever heard from a, a legitimate family member. Uh, you know, the, the way it was worded in the, the uh, review that I saw, that his uh, his quote, statement, unquote, was in quotes. Uh, so it's supposed to have been a verbatim statement by him, according to the way it was uh, typed out. And he said that he was absolutely certain that his father died from natural causes and that there was nothing to be concerned about. Is there is there Has there been a, an assumption made that something happened to him that was not natural? Yeah. I absolutely believe it. Yeah, yeah. There's, I believe there's skullduggery involved here. I believe he was assassinated. But why? We have every legitimate reason to believe that because uh, of all of the other deaths that have occurred around uh, the Clintons, over 200, uh, mm-hmm. that, we, that we're certain about, and um, uh, the Obama and others, and the simple fact that this would be the last chance the Obama has to make to uh, uh, to make another uh, bastard appointment to the Supreme Court and just really screw things up and cause all kinds of uh, uh, corruption at the next challenges to the to the upcoming election after the fact of the election because there are going to be questions and there's a lot of things going on right now uh you know supposedly hillary is now uh 52 plus percent against the socialist uh uh at 48 almost 48 percent so um you know, there, there's there's nothing, there is no thing that is too low 
for Hillary to stoop to. I mean, she's yeah. been on her knees for everybody, uh, either facing them or away from them, uh, for over half of her life. And that's, you know, not going to change. Uh, the Clintons and the the rest of their co-conspirators are, uh, well, the Clinton just in and of herself. She is a serial murderess. She is a criminal co-conspirator. Uh, she's guilty of treason, sedition, crimes uh, uh, of all sorts and, and kinds, uh, acts of war and mixed war against the people of this nation and the Constitution. And, you know, we should be drawn and quartered slowly on, our, on four racks, as far as I'm concerned. We need the jury to adjudicate unanimously on what happens to Ms. Clinton if and when she's convicted here, Brother Jim. I'd like to hit up that jury, please. Well, well, we'll put your name on the list here, Brother Jim. Uh, You want to be the jury foreman, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, common law requires that we invite the accused to uh, uh, bring forth at least six of their own jurists so that uh, we may also discuss the issue of who's a qualified jurist at the same time, and uh, if there's other people that are refusing to follow due process of law, then they need to have their qualified elector status firmly revoked so that the jurists can all certify unanimously that they've all uh, followed due process of law to apply the law properly, the well-settled principles of the laws of justice, to bring forth naturally conscionable justice in response to these accusations this, that Ms. Clinton is a criminally treasonous conspirator subversive. I'd like to be the one to to put, to, to uh, release the trap door. I, I don't think, I, I mean, after the jury found her guilty, I'd want to be that, that person. Well, do, do, is that, that, that position is presently vacant. Uh, I'm sure the jury could also adjudicate that. You know, in Bible times... So the, the, the victims, the people that have been uh, victimized, are the ones that are entitled to throw the first rock. That's right. Yep, that's yeah, right. yeah. So I, I think those opportunities for for um, 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 actually executing the death sentence should first be offered to people that have been victimized. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. That's the way. And then if, the if nobody actually it. wants to get their hands dirty, or if only women have survived the evil the criminal, whoever it might be, yeah. uh, then the a man can come forth that says, yeah, yeah, um, 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 I'm more than happy to execute the death sentence on this perverse morphodite that postures yeah. as being a human being. Yeah, well, not only that, but knowing Hillary, she wouldn't, uh, you know, if she had anything to do with uh, choosing her own jurors, she wouldn't just have a hung jury, she'd have a well-hung jury. No one heard yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, well, see, the, the, the common law is an organic process, and, and her jurists would not be willing to follow due process of law to adjudicate the merits of the complaint against Ms. Clinton. And thereunder, jurist by jurist, we would also say, we would, our, our, our jurists would slowly but surely fill the jury panel in an organic and conscience-bound manner because, because their jurists would be refusing to address the issues before the court. 
Yep. I'm gonna let you guys go. I'm gonna have to get run for now. Uh, great, great tapping in with you here, Ed. Um, um, did do you guys? Um, are, are you guys inclined towards? Well, I think Ed Johnstone was our, our, our kind of limiting factor, and uh, he had the most heavy schedule before. Ed, are you still burdened with your heavy schedule, or um, uh, did, did, uh, did Tuesday free up for you at all with your twisted leg, or uh, do you still prefer Wednesdays or Saturdays, or what do you think's good, Ed Johnstone? Jim, is Ed still with us, or can you tell? Let me take a look here. Um, it says we're still connected, but we yeah, I'm still here. Okay, okay. Ed, Ed, do you have preferences on when would be a good time for? The to, only one to, I can say would be Wednesday would work. Okay, that, that's I've better than Thursday. Here, I got a judge deal coming up. I got the other one with the World Court coming up. So, and we finally got some mittens on the World Court, so we're trying to get that hammered out. Okay, so but but Tuesday's still bad for you. Uh, every Tuesday, yes, every Tuesday. Okay, okay. Why don't we try to schedule for next Wednesday here again? Um, and then the does that sound good, fellas? We need to start filing criminal charges on uh, Brown because the 13th Amendment does exist. She's a registered FAR member. And that has to be filed in the Supreme Court of Washington, D.C. Yeah, and you referenced... 13th, are you talking about to our, the federal constitution? I'm ta- yes, I'm talking about there's no such thing as nobility. You're not okay. entitled to take a claim of a name. Okay, well we know the original was the no titles of nobility clause. It was passed, and New Hampshire passed it. Yes, they did. I have the New Hampshire videotape of the Senate. Well, we've got a whole bunch of uh, documentation on that. There's a couple of guys who went state by state by state all yeah. throughout the country. Yeah. And so it does exist. Oh, absolutely. It so the point is, is we have something we can nail her on right now that we can have the Supreme Court throw her out because she's not an American. She was born in Spain. Yeah, Ed, can you work up a, a rough draft of the outline of uh, what you would like to have included in a criminal complaint against Kate Brown? I'll come up with something. I got to work on these other two. I'm trying to get things up, but let me—I'll think about that one and try to throw something in. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just just a brief rough draft of bullet points of of the main arguments, so that I can start working on something here too. Because Ron Vrooman and 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 others. Uh, I think it's a good focal point to focus on Ms. Brown because at the state level, she is the primary focal point for all of our state here. She, she's the source of our problem. Charles? Well, I know. Charles, I have a, I have a uh, Ms. Brown complaint form that I use to make up a complaint against a certain party that I made up a long time ago. And I took this complaint format from California because they've got one. Uh, you can actually get it on the Internet. Uh, but it's a grand jury com- a complaint form. And it's really nice the way it's laid out. And um, And I've got mine all filled out. I guess I just leave all the information in it because it doesn't really matter. But I could send it to you, and you could use it as a reference to make up a complaint if you want to. 
because it's it's really good. I mean, I I I used it and it, it worked good for me the way I had it laid out. So if you want to see a copy of it, well, I'll be willing to send it to you. Uh, I, huh? I said, I'm waiting for the info. We didn't hear what you said, Ed Johnston. I said, send me the information. Don't talk about it. Email it to me. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll have to. Do, I'll have to do that later, but I will. I'll. I'll send it to you. It'll be. Uh, I'll call it the grand jury complaint format or something like that. Yeah, because I'm still I'm waiting for to read Susan's complaint, too, because I'm glad to tell them we've got it, because this is what we were yelling and screaming about last year with the Bundys, why they didn't do this, that, and the other thing. And then we're finding out if it's true with the contract, so that's the other point. So it is putting the pieces together of what, why, and how. Right. Yeah, this one, yeah. This one here is nice because it tells you what you really need to, to bring a, a, a grand jury complaint uh, to, you know, ha- how to lay it out so that you can not forget, you know, some of the information that needs to go into it, you know. Well, and the other thing I found out that I'm working on is that each court system has their uh, letter type and page settings that you're supposed to go for them to accept the claim. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm still working on that information. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you, you'll send that um, to all of us, right, uh, Ed Chijin, Ed, Ed uh, Five? Yeah, yeah, I can send it to you and Ed, and I guess you guys will have to forward it to everybody else because I don't know everybody's address, email address. Yeah, we'll yeah, get it out. Oh, speaking of that. Please, everybody, if you're going to be forwarding something on, please remove everybody's email addresses from it before you do that. Because when you, follow, uh, when you forward it, you mean? Before forwarding something that's got people's email addresses in it, please remove the email addresses from it. I, I don't okay. like doing that. Well, I, I would sure appreciate it if everybody would do that because uh, I, for one, get so much crap. I have about 102,000, 103,000 messages in my inbox right now that I haven't read because I haven't had time to. And I get, you know, maybe anywhere from 15 to 40 in, just in a junk folder every day. And... Uh, you know, curiously, just as a side comment, I never get anything in the junk folder from the dummy rats, but I get stuff in the junk folder that Microsoft shoves over into the junk folder from Republican candidates every day. Isn't that curious? Never have I seen anything in the junk folder from any of the dummy rats. Never. Hmm. You know. Well. And uh, my email box is just overstuffed. I don't have time to look at it. But I don't want more stuff coming to me because uh, somebody else got my email address who I don't know and, you know, whatever. Just a matter of privacy. So Well, I comprehend your concern and I'll do the best I can to respect it. Um, A lot of this is um, 
a battle for um, the minds and hearts of the people. And, and when, when the de facto see that we're sending out our patriotic emails to a whole bunch of other patriots, I think that causes them to back off. Well, if the de facto's are seeing the emails, they know. I mean, if they have access to it, they, they've got access to all of it. And I, I send everything blind carbon copy. Uh, I put everybody's address on a blind carbon copy when I send stuff out. So, Charles, you will notice if you look at the emails you get from me, they don't show it's going to anybody else. I, I, I noticed that. I disagree with your philosophy there, Jim, because, um, as I said, um, um, it, it's a battle for the minds and hearts of the people. And, and when, when we transmit to a hundred other patriots, um, then it's obvious that those hundred other patriots are in support of us. And, and, and that causes uh, a, a, a trigger effect in, in the minds of the oppressors that, 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 that they realize that if they, if they dare to respond, they're going to have to um, uh, uh, actually address issues that these hundred patriots, at least a few of them, might consider of being of some merit instead of just bullying over us like they always do. What I'm saying is if, they, if you're talking about the de facto's, the de facto is clearly, if they've got a hold of the information, if they've hacked into it or, or it's being given to them, then they know. Uh, I mean, if they've hacked into it or Microsoft has given it to them or Google has given it to them or whatever, they know, uh, regardless of what, how you send it or who you send it to, they know how you send it and who you send it to. Whether it's hidden, they know who it went to and how many and all that good stuff, and how often, and everything about it. So They don't know if you're using blind copy. They don't know who all you mailed to. Uh, the de facto's do if they're getting their feed from Google or Hotmail or you know Microsoft or any of the others. If they're getting it from uh, Joe Blow forwarding it on, then that's different. And uh, Joe Blow getting a copy of the email, he's not going to know, and that's what I'm talking about. Okay, well, the, you know, I know I'm not going to be keeping anything from from the de facto's as we refer to them, uh, because they've got access to all that stuff. Well, so the average county commissioner doesn't have access to that. The average the average circuit court judge, I dare suggest, doesn't have access to what's going on in Google's secret NSA list. Not immediately, no. Okay, well, you see, at that point, we're in a battle against judges and, and the county commissioners and, and, and uh, city officials at our local levels. And, and, and when, when we have uh, uh, lists of, of local patriots uh, that are, are, are receiving copies of, of our emails, then, then that, that intimidates them, and that causes them to, to, to back off and, and give us more respect, which we desperately need. Well, I see what you mean there, yeah. Well, I, I do comprehend the counter-concern, and some people, um, they're, 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 they're just not able to uh, uh, filter 
all of the, 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 the BS through their, their email, or they're legitimately paranoid about repercussions like some of the public servants that are, that are kind of in favor of this, but they don't want to lose their job or something. Uh, so there are instances where it is legitimate. And, and when people stand up and speak out, um, I, I do my best to try to respect their request for obscuring their email address. But um, conversely, um, um, yeah, I, I, I do believe it's important to, 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 to wage our righteous battle publicly in the light so that, so that our glory can shine and everybody can see exactly what's going down. Because yeah, people, they like railroaders. They like to they like to paint us as a bunch of intellectually inbred uh, cowards that, that that are not open to free and public debate like a common law jury would require. Anyhow, good night, guys. I gotta get some sleep. I'm in pain. All right. Uh, um, uh, Wednesday then, uh, 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Yeah. Uh, sound like Ed hung up promptly. Um, uh, Jim, I, I think you're the only other one on with me at this point. Um, do you think we ought to go with 5 or 6 p.m. on Wednesday? 5 is better for me. Okay. I'll do it 5 again Wednesday. I, somebody said, somebody in the chat room here said that um, there's a court hearing on the 24th, which is... Wednesday at 10 a.m. Shit. And I know I saw something on the 26th. And and if there's court hearings, I want to be down there for them. And if I'm going to take in court hearings, it's going to be difficult to try to engineer a phone conference. Okay. Uh, oh, guest 22. Well, what's a who's guest 22? And why didn't they speak up? Because they weren't called in. Well, it doesn't say anything about what this is about, does it? I don't see much there, details, but what we got is what we got. And um, we can probably call Monday morning and, and, and try to get some more details. And with with regard to that case number, see the case number BR. Um, 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 see, see see who the judge is. The the judge's name is Brown, BR. Um. Oh. Well. Okay. Well, what's is that what that means there? I am inclined to presume that. Okay. Who is Shauna Cox? She's the woman that composed the eight-page counter-complaint. She's one of the victims, along with Ammon Bundy and Lavoie Finnegan. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that'd be a good hearing to try to try to attend. Um, 
You uh, you at all inclined to try to attend something like that, Jim? Well, it depends on how things go. Uh, yeah, I, God, I hate traveling to Portland. I really do. I, I could come over and pick you up early. Well, Portland, trying to park in Portland is a huge ordeal. You've got downtown so screwed up with all the one-way streets and the torn-up streets and the bus lanes only and no turn here and no turn there. And, I can and, handle uh, Portland okay, Jim. If you don't want to drive, I can drive in Portland. Well, but what I mean is, you know, um, you know, and, and especially for someone who has as much difficulty getting around as you do, you know, over several blocks. I'm not worried about it, Jim. Why should you be worried about it? I'm not worried. I, well, yeah, how come we're talking about it, Jim? There's a difference. But, uh, well, I appreciate your concern, but it's no concern to me. Okay, well, if you want to uh, uh, yeah, Yeah, I guess we can. I don't know what good it's going to do for either one of us to be there. We'll be be able to scope out one of the biggest, the the most patriotic cases that has ever hit the, the, the state of Oregon. Yeah. That that's not a that that's a significant concern, Jim. This could be the traction that we need for the revolution. Well, maybe. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe not, I admit. We don't know how things are going to apply there. Uh, We know, the only thing we know, uh, without walking into the courtroom, we know this, that it's not going to be a lawful court. They're going to have the, uh, you know, the corporate flags flying and all that shit. Jim, I, I've got some really good ideas. You, you, you saw how I introduced um, um, uh, you guys in my last court hearing as as justice of the peace, judicial officers from your own precincts. Yeah. I want to do something like that, only even better, in front of that federal judge. Okay. And we're here to assist in the administration of justice. We're ready to to, to rock and roll and call forth the jury right here. And we've got jurors from their own proper venue jurisdiction of the accused here. And we'd like to get started right now, sir. Justice delays, justice denied. We believe you're keeping innocent people in jail. They need to be set free. We're ready to rock and roll. Our our judicial officer's jurisdiction is superior to your judicial officer's jurisdiction. We're part of the state of Oregon. You're not. Well, we're we are the public, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're a private jurisdiction with limited jurisdiction. 
Ninth and Tenth Amendment apply. Yeah, regardless of what they want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and they're creatures of darkness. They fear the light. When we start talking about things like this, that judge is going to start breaking a sweat. I didn't know reptiles could sweat. I like your thought process. <laughs> but, I've never um, seen a snake sweat yet. <laughs> well, um, I'm glad 22, whoever he was, talked about um, February 24th, Monday morning. I'm going to give a call down to the federal court building and ask them if there's, um, yeah, it says courtroom 14A. Wow. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to copy this information down and, and, and follow up with a phone call Monday morning. I thought there was a similar hearing on the 26th. There might be two hearings next week. Um, um, but um, phone calls Monday morning will probably help settle all this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're under... I'm inclined to think that maybe we should just postpone until a week from now, next Saturday evening. Okay. Yeah, Saturday, 5 p.m. sound good? That'll work. All right, all right. All right, um, anything else we should cover here before we wrap it up? Uh, uh, nothing I can think of, thanks. All right, well... Um, with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.